Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's a me, a man, a Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys. I'm saying y'all are famous. Y'all are celebrity type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Clip Brock here with you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Uh, today is going to be my flu game. We'll always remember this show. I'm hoping this three hours goes by really fast. Because I feel like crap. Big time crap. I was bedridden on Sunday. I watched the least amount of NFL Sunday in my entire life. I don't really know what happened yesterday. The last thing I remember, Braves fans were throwing stuff on the field, and I've pretty much been in a coma since then. So, going to need the chat gang to really help out today. Going to need Shirley and Chandler to step up. And uh, going to need everybody. We're going to need a full team effort on this Monday. We got you, dude. We got you. Because I'm, uh, I'm on the bus of struggles. We had a very nice message uh, to get us started today, though. Jerry on YouTube said, Just want to thank you, Clip, Shirley, Chandler, and the entire Pirate Radio Live family. You being so much information, entertainment, but most importantly, you keep me connected to my homeland. Today, I completed my 48th revolution around the sun. I am truly blessed. Well, happy birthday. Is it Jerry? It's Jerry. Jer. Happy birthday, Jer. You want to sing happy birthday? It's up to you, man. I know you don't feel up to it. So. Uh, I'm, uh, well, look, Jerry is a uh, regular, and I feel well, like we, gotta, we owe it to him. If we do it for one, we have to do it for everybody. I agree. So. At the end of the day, can I? Can we get a picture of me like helping you off, <laughs> off the studio? set like they had uh like they had mj yes because <laughs> three hours from now man i don't know if i'm gonna be able to stand uh all right here we go Ahem. happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear jerry happy birthday to you Surely that was good. Y'all, yeah. y'all thank really you, thank carried you. that. That was great. Steve says, we them boys. I did, uh, in my slumber, continuously check, check the score app last night and saw Dallas got waxed by the 49ers. And I believe I saw three interceptions recovered, by Dak Prescott. Recovered by the 49ers. Randolph, where are you at? Interception, recovered. Dax. Another interception recovered by the 49ers. 
Ah, that's good stuff. Yep. Uh, Kaz is in the house. He says, good afternoon. Where or where do we start? That's a good question because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Chandler's Panthers hit maybe a new low on Sunday. The Braves are down one nothing to the Phillies. How about the Diamondbacks scored like seven runs without the Dodgers recording it out? Clayton Kershaw rocked on Saturday night. Orioles are down uh, two games to nothing to the Rangers. And I tell you what, these uh, the MLB playoffs fly by. The O's tomorrow could be out of it already. Which is sad because as well as the O's have played all year, the Rangers just got hot right at the you know the most perfect time for them. Their bats are really hot right now. Yeah, uh, they put up a ton of runs on Saturday, and Baltimore now down to their last uh, last attempt as they are down two nothing in that series. Other series, I believe I saw at last check. Did the Astros lose last night? Yes, they lost 6-2, so that series is even at one game apiece. Tied at one game apiece. You've got the Braves and Phillies coming up at 6, and then the Dodgers-Diamondbacks game 2 of that series coming up tonight. Monday night football will be the Packers and the Raiders. And at last check, Devontae Adams is good to go for that game so he should be available to play against his old team i'm not a smart man i talked all into last week about amon ra st brown being out so next man up i didn't put in laporta and he torched the panthers with two touchdowns on sunday yeah um i'm gonna start off by saying this the lines are no joke yeah the the, lions are a good football team lions nation you You are are the real deal simply put they are the real deal but here's the thing the lions one of the best teams in football right now playing the panthers not one of the worst teams in the nfl the worst team in the nfl the absolute worst team in the league there's no question about that. That's tough. I mean, it's just, and I had a rant that I took a video of myself, and I said to my, and I was like, I used to watch Panther football every Sunday, and I didn't mention this guy in my video, but like Cam Newton used to do magical things every single Sunday, but as of recent, I used to watch Christian McCaffrey every Sunday do magical things, somersaults into the end zone, juking people out of their shoes, running 60 yards for a touchdown, it seemed like every Sunday. Used to watch DJ Moore put up a 1,000 yards no matter who his quarterback was for the past three or four seasons. I'm watching him go, what, 230 yards and three touchdowns on Thursday. I would have hated it, but he gave me 50 points in fantasy. Now I'm watching Christian McCaffrey do that very same thing that he did in Carolina, and he's doing it every week and probably one of the best, if not the best, offense in the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers. And now I've got to watch Miles Sanders every Sunday? I told you he was a jag. 
Just I got to watch him. Just another guy. The Panthers get off the field on fourth down. And instead of going down the field and trying to set a tone, you want to hand it off to Miles Sanders, who fumbles the football and gives them the ball right back where they go and score, I believe, with Laporta. It's a 0-5 is this team. 0-5. Mm. And I and I I wasn't going to. I'm I'm not saying we were going to be an awesome team this year, but zero and five. You got to be. I mean, this is a joke. Here's the thing that freaks me out, and I'm not going to get into another rant like I did last week. That I, that was last week. And Go I'm ahead. Like, I don't feel like talking, so it's all you. But we don't have a first round pick, man. We don't have nothing to look forward to. I could, I wish I could sit here and say I want to lose. Because for the past few years, when we started the season off like we are right now, which, I mean, we didn't start 0-5 in the past few seasons, I would say, let's lose. At least in the you past, can look at some mock drafts. In the past, I'd have been like, no, let's win now. Let's try. Our division's not good. But you got the Bucks who are not bad. The Falcons are doing the best they can. We don't have, a, we don't have nothing to look forward to. We got to do something to get a first round pick back. What is that? I don't. I guess giving up Brian Burns, who's your best player. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. The Panthers are done. I am done. Will my? I, will I wear a Panthers jersey again this year? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I will. Did you expect me to say no? I don't blame you. Everybody was really wondering whether or not you would wear a Panthers jersey. I'm going to wear a Panthers jersey every Sunday because I'm going to ride through this storm. And man, is this storm bad. Man, is it thundering. Man, is it lightning. And there's tornadoes all around us in Charlotte. It is bad. And it's not going to get any better. You look at our schedule. We got the Dolphins coming up. We got some other great teams in this league that are having to face us. Good for them. They're going to get a win. At what point do you sit down and you say, all right, we, we, we got to make a change. It's, we just made one, but we got to make a change. To go 0 and 7, 0 and 8, looking at 0 and 7, 0 and 8 <coughs> in the next few weeks with no first round pick, there's got to be change somewhere. Yeah. Like, at what point is, I mean, you hate to do this first year head coach, but like, at what point is Frank Wright in trouble? I think he's going to be in trouble in the next few weeks when he looks at himself and he looks at his team and they're 0-8. 0-8, oh. you're just right there at the halfway point of the season. You don't have a win, and you went and you got a number one overall pick in Bryce Young. You went out and got what you thought were weapons and Adam Thielen. And don't get me wrong, Adam Thielen was putting up numbers. Did I think he was going to be our number one target this year? Hell no. A 33-year-old Adam Thielen is our top target. Who did you think it would be? Jonathan Mingo. DJ Shark. I'm done. All right. That's it. Michael Winstead says Panthers are dumpster juice for real. Jamie said, at least you're still here, Chandler. Danny just stopped coming in because this team sucks. How about that yesterday? All, all I've heard on like Pirate Radio and the sports talk world on Pirate Radio is, you know, the thought of when is there going to be a decision i just talked about when's there going to be a decision about frank reich when's there going to be a decision about a coach that won six super bowls so i going into this year was like belichick decides his own fate 
you don't fire Bill Belichick. I didn't realize they were going to lose 34 to nothing to the Saints coming off a game where they lost, what was the score last week? 38 to 3. So that's a cool 72 to 3 the last uh, few weeks, last two weeks, and they are 1 and 4, the Patriots are. So uh, I would like to change my tune on that. Tune. And say that, yes, Bill Belichick, like any coach, could be fired because that is hideous <coughs> Kaz said I can't wait for the Panthers Texans game okay <laughs> I mean I can't either and we're probably going to lose and CJ Stroud's going to look great and that's all, all I'm going to have to hear Eric said good news is if you want to go to a game this year the Panthers will practically be paying people to go you can rent a suite for 20 bucks you have any interest in going to a game, Chandler? Susan Deans was in here not too long ago to pick up a prize, and this is before this 0-5 start happened. I mean, I think we might have been 0-2 at the time. And I said, now, I have two weeks off in December between Christmas and New Year's. I, would, I might want to go to one of those games. And she said there is a game on Christmas Eve Eve. Well, Susan, if you're listening... You can keep those tickets. Count Chandler out. You can keep them. He's out. Uh, Colby, uh, this is my flu game for those just tuning in. He said, there's a much better chance of you having a good show than Donnie figuring out you're allowed to do an outside run when opposing D-line clogs up the middle. Thank you, Colby. (laughs) I guess. How do I take that? Thanks. Thanks, I guess. (laughs) Appreciate it. Uh, Jamie says Mac Jones has to be benched. He stinks. And he's also just a terrible human. Folks, Thursday night football, East Carolina SMU. I got to say, I was a little surprised at the line. Did you see it? You didn't see it? Was it at 11? I thought maybe. I saw, touchdown. It at, I saw it at seven yeah it's a touchdown oh okay i must I was, have been looking at something else though. i was thinking more like 11 than seven i was a little surprised at that uh 7 30 thursday night we'll be with you 3 30 on the bud light pregame tailgate and after the game the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show so coming up at 11 a.m to 1 p.m on thursday go get you a great lunch at tiebreakers our buddy DG at David Glenn will be in town, and we're gonna he'll be hanging out with the Pirate Radio crew. We're going to be giving away free Carolina Caliber treasure towels. I could use one of these right now to wipe my nose, but I'm not going to do that. And these sweet, starry, painted black shirts. Oh, man, that's awesome. Now, I know that... Uh, that person that was on Facebook the other day is going to be wearing the brightest clothes he has because he's scared that drunk people are going to be running over people with black shirts. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. (laughs) That's just another free shirt for you because he won't want one. Uh, Starry, lemon lime, 
paint it black very cool very cool and by the way free 99 yes sir so come out to tiebreakers 11 a.m to 1 p.m on thursday are you gonna be there chandler yes i'll be there at uh, at tiebreakers along with jenny and uh ellerby go uh, hang out with chan man yeah so come get lunch get you some free swag with the with the awesome shirt and towel um and, and just come get some awesome food at tiebreakers dg actually was in boone when i was there for the ecu app game and he had a was able to see his tailgate set up and so he'll also have that going on in greenville this thursday so um gonna have a great time come see us uh at tiebreakers on thursday from 11 to 1 jamie said that logo is awesome yes it is uh jamie said sorry clip it sucks when you're sick and have to work on top of that a holiday we do have to look at our national day what is the holiday today Columbus. columbus day yeah for those of us old enough to remember it's blue? a red letter day what's that mean you don't know what a red letter day is if you look on a calendar if it's a red letter that means no mail is delivered on that hey. day mm. commonly no. referred to as a red letter day interesting very interesting chad says he will be there on thursday jamie i believe i told you by the way my pick of the week was falcons over texans easy winner took a last second field goal Mm -hmm. to cover by half a point but that was my my lock of the week and i believe i picked the titans but i said the colts were going to win the game but i was mad at jamie for some reason so i picked the titans i do remember because i remember you saying i just because you said that jamie i'm picking the titans and once again i need to know when richardson's going to go out and Minshew's going to come in because the colts win every game that happens well they've already announced him as the starter on sunday see i don't know if i like him as a starter i like him as he's the, got to come off the bench yeah well, so Minshew will start? He will start. Uh, they haven't quite determined how much time Anthony Richardson is going to be out, but they have already announced that Minshew will start on Sunday against his <coughs> former team, the Jags. Interesting. Revenge game. Are the Jags finally back here in the homeland? Uh, how about a nice 2 and zero trip to, uh, to England yeah. for the Jaguars? Uh, we have more England football. They're going to be in London. Ravens and Titans coming up on Sunday. Mm. Titans? For those curious. Titans? Uh, Jack on Facebook has a stat to consider. Okay. He says... The stat to consider. Niners have only lost one game since the trade for Christian McCaffrey. Is that the playoff game? Or is he saying regular season? Because they have the longest regular season win streak, I know, going right now. Yeah. And their only loss was the game where all their quarterbacks got hurt. Yeah. In the he, playoffs. He was literally back there by himself in the Wildcat. Oh, boy. Chad said the Colts got lucky, Minshew Mania, and the refs helping them out. Chad, that's lame, dude. Super lame. Super lame. Um, We needed to get to our fleet feet rundown. Which is basically a uh, recap of the weekend. I will say my <clears throat> Dolphins were winners on Sunday. Who'd they beat? That would be the <sighs> Giants. Mm, G-Man. Daniel Jones got hurt, I believe I read. I didn't see any of this stuff. I was up for a little bit of the 4 o'clock games, and that was it. 
Well, unfortunately, because uh, that game would have been on the Fox Channel, and because we have this whole dreadful regional thing with the Panthers, I had to watch the Sucky Panthers instead of the Dolphins. I apologize. Well, it's not not for you to. Yeah, I was going to say there's no need for you to apologize. It's just I had to watch Sucky football when I could have been watching my Dolphins beat up on the Giants. At what point, like, if the Panthers go, like, 0-9, can we finally, like, get them off of TV? Is it bad for me as a fan know. to say, and be like, yeah, like, how do we do that? Doesn't mean there's no interest in it. I don't want point. y'all to suffer. I mean, the question is, do they have the option to flex out of those games? I know that CBS does to a certain degree, but I don't know about Fox just because of the the regional thing with the Panthers start playing Panthers games on like CBS Sports Network app the cool part <laughs> the cool part about being sick and missing everything is that you get to see it like two days later what is that what what happened in this USC Arizona game I went up to Virginia and had Arizona money line what yes I did like before the game uh, I live bet it uh. second quarter. Oh, that sucks, Chandler. Did you see their final field goal attempt in regulation? Did I? Yes, I had, watched the whole game. The dude is standing up. Yes, <laughs> that was hilarious. I just saw that. Uh, you want to talk about hilarious? You're talking about college football and being being hilarious. How about Miami? Oh my! The Hurricanes. How is that coach still, you know, having a job right now? Look, I know we had the whole hail mary, the fail mary, the whole Shane Carden run backwards and all that stuff. This is totally different. This is completely different. This is a fireable offense right after the game, like right right in the end zone, AD fires the coach. When you can take a knee and you choose not to and you end up losing the game. I don't know if they I've ever seen no that. They had no timeouts left. The only thing you had to do was take a knee, take the snap, and take a knee. 39 seconds. That's and, all you needed to bleed out as far as the clock goes and even the announcers were like what are you doing here you've got to be careful if you're going to hand the ball off take care of the football but why are you even handing the ball off just take a knee and then next thing you know georgia tech celebrating a win in miami mac and i talked about this last tuesday and uh, coach mac will join us tomorrow but the some big games coming up i want to say miami carolina is this week mm-hmm and usc notre dame and we were saying well somebody's gonna ruin it mm-hmm. not all of them are gonna uh win to set up big games notre dame blew it because they lost to louisville and then miami that was just crazy how do you i don't know has he had his press conference yet oh, i don't know I, I i would i don't even know if i've seen anything like post game did they let Mark Crystal Ball? Did they let him talk after the game? I mean, just it's just absurd what happened in that game. And apparently, um, it's like not the first time. Well, here's this opening. Let me see if I can hear this real quick. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, obviously, tough one on Saturday. A really tough one. Defense played really, really well uh, in a game where we were a little bit out of sorts offensively but a team battled really hard and gave us an opportunity to win uh, and as i stated i made the wrong call you know uh take full ownership and uh and not taking a knee and giving them the opportunity to have a couple of extra plays and uh, preventing us from sealing the win so our guys showed up uh 
both coaches and players showed Thank up with you. a tremendous attitude, which is not surprising, to get right back to work and go get better and all focus on improvement and getting ready for our opportunity this weekend and looking forward to getting after it again. I mean... It's hard to sit I, there and listen and say, well, we're going to go and get better. Well, you get better. It's not the players that's I, the problem right at this, this very second. I mean, kudos to you for owning up to it, but you know, don't sit there and say that this was the player's fault because it wasn't. It was all you. I, 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 I just don't, don't know if you can recover. I don't that. know if Miami has, a, has their own version of a <laughs> fifth quarter call-in show, but if they did... Oh, if I could meltdown. find the archived episode for that, I would watch. If it was five hours, I would listen to it, just to see the reaction to the fans there in Miami. I mean, I just I couldn't imagine a. I mean, do you remember? Do you remember anything from that Thursday night game against UCF and and the reaction from the fans in the fifth quarter? But like in this situation, man, it was not good. Not good. Not good at all. Um. I did enjoy uh, going to eight different stores on Saturday with my girls and following uh, Texas, Oklahoma. That was also a fun game. Yeah. I was in the middle of like Belk and all kinds of places just following that wild one. The Red River rivalry. Showdown. Don't say shootout. Uh, Jack says tiebreakers in Greenville or Winterville on Thursday. That would be the one at Bell's Fork. One at Bell's Fork. Yep. Great question, Jack. Uh, Josh says he'll do his best to stop by tiebreakers. Go have some lunch. Clip. Did Chandler's dog survive? Dog's fine. The dog's fine. So I guess you were in your coma. I did say that if they showed Scotty Montgomery. One more time. Oh, yeah. I was going to throw my miniature Dotson into the pool. Chandler, you can't say that. I, <laughs> look, I went crazy yesterday. I just wanted to go ahead and get it out yesterday because I didn't want to have... You were going to drown your I didn't dog? Wanna, I didn't want to act like I did last Monday again. I just want. I, I like having the rant and being done with it. I don't yeah. want multiple. So I just acted crazy. Kind of loses its luster if you keep doing it. Exactly. And I don't like, I just don't want to do it anymore. But I was able to do it in the comfort of my own living room. The thing is that my mom was like, Chandler, really? And I'm like, no, this, you know, I was getting real mad. Damn it, mama. Mama, hush. Eric says. You are not going to drown the dog. Yeah. I mean, that's a little much. I would have went and got the dog. That's how serial killers get started. Hurting animals. That's what Jeffrey Dahmer did. The wow. Way, the way you said that and the way you looked at me was very creepy. I don't like the way you it's did a, that. It's a fact. Okay, but I don't like the way you did it. Okay, sorry. And the way you said it and the way you looked at me. All right, let me try this again. That's what Jeffrey Dahmer did. That's better, but... Eric said, uh, "Clip is sponsored by Mucinex DM today." Oh, what did I say? Eric's uh, stupid joke. <sighs> crystal ball definitely did not have a crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Let's take a break. When we return, Eric also said Chandler didn't have that dog in him. <laughs> 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 All right, one segment down in the flu game still a lot of segments to go 
but i feel okay I, y'all helped me out quite a bit there chat gang so did you uh we've got mike maniscalco coming up at four o'clock we'll get you ready for the hurricane season jason nichols will join us at five o'clock might need to like sit him in another room just sit him as far away from me as possible have him on the end there and uh we've got more on pirate radio live we got a ton of audio too thank you shirley rhodes the real mvp for cutting up this audio today so we'll get to some mike houston some donnie kirkpatrick and blake harrell as well more to go pirate radio live flu game edition back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken, the half club sandwich with chips, and everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. And after work, down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join down on Main every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 until close. Down on Main Street, on Main Street, in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Flu game. Trying to get through these three hours here. Hopefully uh, tomorrow is much better. Got to get right for Thursday. We got the Bud Light pregame tailgate at 3.30. The U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show following East Carolina and SMU. Uh, let's look at what happened in the American on Saturday. I got to be honest. I uh, did not follow much of that from the past week. Um utsa beat temple 49 to 34 that's only the second win of the year for utsa uh ej warner remember him kurt's kid had five touchdowns 472 yards yards in the loss navy knocked off north texas 27 to 24 uab trent dilfer's crew put up 56 on south florida i thought south florida you know they had that close game with Bama. They had been winning a few. They were two and zero in the conference. Uh, UAB put the beat down on them, fifty six to thirty five. Uh, if you're wondering what happened to Rice the week after Rice beat East Carolina, they lost to winless UConn at home. So that's not good. And uh, FAU beat Tulsa twenty to seventeen. It's just a shame. We still have a chance to, you know only 0-1 in conference play but as of right now looking at uh the conference the no surprises who's on top memphis tulane smu all 1-0 along with fau and utsa south florida's 2-1 rice has a win and a loss as does tulsa and uab navy's already 1-2 
North Texas, Charlotte, East Carolina, 0-1, Temple, 0-2. Um, a chance to right a lot of wrongs here on Thursday night, but I don't know. I just don't know if we can keep up with SMU. Yeah, they were talking about the experience on the offensive side of the ball, and, and then defensively, they've only been giving up about eight, 18 and a half points per game. So, And this is an offense from East Carolina that hasn't been able to put up points at all all season long. So um, <coughs> if it's going to change, it's going to have to be against a very good defense uh, of SMU. So coming up Thursday night, 730, uh, we'll get you ready at 330 for the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Uh, okay, this makes a lot more sense. I swear I saw a tweet that had SMU a seven-point favorite. I I saw the same thing. I'm looking at it now. SMU's favorite by 12. That makes a lot more sense. I don't know if there was a mistake or what. Uh, but SMU minus 12 sounds a lot more accurate. Uh, total at 51 and a half. This is the uh, first week. We'll have football on every night of the week. Monday night football tonight. Packers and Raiders. And then coming up on Tuesday night, Coastal Carolinas at App State, Louisiana Tech at Middle, and Liberty at Jacksonville State. And then on Wednesday night, a couple of games, UTEP at FIU and Sam Houston State at New Mexico State. So college football on uh, almost every day of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's awesome. Help me out, Chandler. <coughs> yeah, great slate of games this week. Thank and you. Good, good fill in. All right, that was a good fill in there. Sorry, great because I, I was looking up the the. I, I was confused too on the on the spread because we do we do have a, a post out there that says SMU minus seven. So, uh, uh, Randolph's in the house. He said the best player for the 49ers was Dax. <laughs> Cowboys. Dags, another pick. Imagination that. <laughs> Imagination that. Another pick. Recovered by the 49ers. Recovered by the 49ers. Man, Randolph. The 49ers, they have everybody's number, but they definitely have the Cowboys number right now. That was... Uh, Did you see the uh, t-shirt that George Kittle was wearing underneath his jersey? Had an explicit... I believe yeah, it, uh, it had an F-bomb and then Dallas. I read about it. that, and that makes me like George Kittle even more. Oh, yeah. I thought, but it was a throwback to a uh, another 49er player that used to do that. He used to wear a... Who's that? Oh, I. you know what? If you hadn't asked me, it, uh, what was his last name? I thought his first name was Glenn. Glenn Griffin. Griffin? No, not Big Dog. Glenn. Uh, I don't know any Glenns. I'm, I might be wrong on that, but they you can it's on social media you can see it. Um, but he used to wear a, uh, a uh, Gary Plummer. Gary Plummer, that's it. Well, I knew it started with a G. I just thought it was Glenn. But um, yeah, he used to wear it all the time, and I guess George Kittle decided he was going to take up that mantle as well. Yep, there it is, Gary Plummer wearing yep, that's just it. about the same shirt back in the day. Jerry says, "I feel like we we're listening to Jim Rome where he tells the clones to make the show better." yeah maybe we should take calls today why not so y'all can uh jump on uh tyler says how about volleyball and soccer shirley can you give me a uh an ecu volleyball and soccer update i don't have a soccer update but volleyball uh did very well over the weekend of course they played two different uh west division opponents they played uh who was it that they played Tulane? i think it was on friday 
and they won uh, three uh, three nothing. They they uh, swept that match, and then they played North Texas yesterday, and uh, they won three to one in that match. So that that puts East Carolina within a half game out of first place. So that's going to be um, you know huge. They don't play again until Friday of this week. Uh, as far as soccer goes, I'm going to have to look that up real quick because they won last Thursday. Yeah, I, I, they. Did, I don't think they played over the weekend. No, they don't play again until this week. Yeah. Okay. Mid-week. So let me uh, let me pull that up real quick. Um, so soccer are, are eight and two overall, and they are undefeated at home. So keep that in mind as well. Um, and they will uh, take on Memphis uh, Wednesday, 7 o'clock. And that is a home game. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Memphis is ranked number 10. Big ball game. Um, so it's going to be a big ball game. And then they play again Sunday against Tulsa at home. That's going to be Alumni Day. Oh, oh, they're going to be giving away a no-quarter flag on that game on Wednesday night against Memphis. But Alumni Day on that Sunday, one Charlie Rhodes will be on the PA on Ooh, that Sunday game. So, um, so yeah, so they are um, undefeated at home, looking to uh, keep that undefeated streak going. But they are 3-0 and in the conference. So uh, women's soccer doing very well. And like I said, volleyball doing very well. So we are good to go. Uh, Clip, do you want me to turn the air down? I'm trying to be your nurse, too. Yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you hot? I am right now. I, I'm going through that thing where you you get hot and then you get cold. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, right now I'm hot. So yeah, if you can get a little air going, that'd be great. Appreciate y'all looking after me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Speaking of giving stuff away, come out to tiebreakers at Bell's Fork Thursday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Get some awesome lunch, and you can get a free Carolina Caliber treasure towel. And a starry painted black T-shirt. Check out that cool logo for people watching on Facebook and YouTube. A really cool shirt that will be available for you to get for free coming up on Thursday. David Glenn will be hanging out. And uh, we'll be having a lot of fun. We'll talk to DG on the show coming up on Wednesday. Skip said, hope you feel better. He also said, take a laxative. Huh. Huh. All right. That's interesting. I've never heard that. He would be too busy doing something else. Uh, Josh, we don't talk politics on this show, but uh, yes, to answer your question. (laughs) She is. What? I was answering Josh's question. Oh. Kenny said, how would you like to sit around all day Sunday waiting to see your team play and then watch them get beat down? I don't know, Kenny. I can't relate. He said, not fun, I swear. It looked like DK was calling the Cowboys plays. Horrible play calling, Mike Kirkpatrick. Kenny, I would say sorry, but I'm not. awful, I swear. I hope uh, Dallas loses every game. I hope Mike McCarthy continues to look like a bumbling idiot. And my team stinks, so I hope your team stinks too. Your team stinks too? Mine does too. Yeah. Shirley's got it going on right now. That's about it. Must be nice. Randolph said the teams to beat in the league are Miami, Philly, Detroit, San Fran, and KC. The rest of the league 
is average. 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 Um, is Buffalo out of that mix? Lost yesterday to Jacksonville. They got two losses now. Um, I don't think yet. You don't think they're out yet of the upper echelon? Yeah. I think they're still there. But, <coughs> I mean, because your, your two losses are to the Jets, who's in the lower. And then the Jags are, like, in the middle. That was just a inexcusable loss. Which one? The Jets loss. Oh, I know. The very first week. They just week. kept, like, fooling around. Like, it was that was a bad loss. Chad's asking, do they have big men sizes? And do you have to buy lunch to get the freebies? Well, don't be a cheapskate, oh, Chad. Oh, my goodness gracious. Don't be a cheapskate. I mean, you're a big man. Clearly, you're going to want some lunch. How are you going to go to tiebreakers and not eat your big man sizes? The towel is one size fits all. Agreed. Great for uh, for anybody. Um, so I have a couple of uh, things about the Dolphins because, as we mentioned, they got it going on. They had 524 yards, yards. Uh, in the win over the Giants. That gives them 2,568 yards for the season, which, by the way, is the most yards through the hey, first five games. Bless you. Bless you. Jeez, are you all right? Yep. I think he lost a nostril on that one. Um, the 2,568 yards Yards. is the most yards. Yards. yards through the first five games of a season in NFL history. I'm just saying. Yeah. Their one loss was to the Bills. Who else was in Randolph's? Uh, so the Dolphins have one loss. Eagles are undefeated. Lions lost to who? They Chandler. lost to the Seahawks. Oh, uh, yeah. Wild game. Yep. Seahawks won in overtime on a tire locket touchdown. Kind of the lines of old game where they just play shootouts they were just scrappy 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 and then fall short i do have a uh buccaneer music hall scoreboard update for you let's get it um give me one second because it just disappeared on me all right here we go the uh in the cfl the uh ottawa red blacks and the montreal alouettes played the red blacks needed to win this game in order to advance to the playoffs unfortunately they lost 29 to 3 there were a couple of former pirates in uh in action justin hardy was targeted twice did not register a catch tyler sneed however pretty decent game seven catches for 78 yards Yards. so montreal uh playing very well and uh advancing into the playoffs all right good deal it's uh like canadian thanksgiving or something yes it's canadian th- uh, thanksgiving so uh montreal will now face the edmonton elks this saturday ottawa will host the toronto argonauts with a, uh, there's a couple of former pirates that play on that team uh deshaun amos who unfortunately is out for the rest of the season due to an ankle injury and jordan williams they both play on the defensive side of the ball for the argos so they play saturday night at seven o'clock so uh, they are heading into their postseason play. So, and of course, Stanley Bryant plays for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Blue Bombers have been just outrageously good this year, 
And uh, so, you know, there's going to be a lot of former Pirates to watch there as well. Stanley Bryant's still playing football. And and still one of, and he is highly considered as one of the best offensive linemen in the CFL. He's like the CFL's Trent Williams. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, Tyler says, go home clip. Ice up, son. Jamie says, doesn't Chandler really need to stand up and say, clip, go home. I'm taking over for today. Get some rest and I'll handle the rest of the show. No, because we don't do that around here. Wait, what? What was that a shot at? I had a flu game, too. And I still came here and did the show. That's true. So we just, we man up. We, we Instead of ice up, man up, up, son. We pull, we, we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. I had a, I did a flu game back when we did the morning drive with Jeff Charles. And I showed up at work with a 104-degree temperature, full-blown flu in my defense. I just didn't know that that's what it was. Um, and there was one I made time, it through. There was one time. We oh, and I had COVID. Hines. And I had COVID. Uh, the, yeah, because that, <laughs> the Colin show, I was laid out on the floor right here. That's and right. I still I finished. Remember. I still finished the show. Jamie says, where are the freaking interns when you really need them? Great yeah, question, that Jamie. that is a great question. Don't know don't know eric said hopefully the dolphins keep this going last time they were this relevant uh was when ace ventura was around it's not bad okay could you repeat that please because i missed it last time the dolphins were this relevant ace ventura was around (sighs) ray finkel finkel is einhorn einhorn is Is finkel laces out let's take a break when we return we'll wrap up hour number one coming up hour two mike maniscalco will get you ready for the hurricane season which begins on wednesday jason nichols will join us later on in the show and we've got audio from mike houston donnie kirkpatrick and blake harrell chat gang stand up today y'all are uh, doing a great job keeping this thing rolling we appreciate it uh we'll take a break come back have more for you flu game pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Chad said, Joey dropped an S-bomb on Friday. We may never see him again. <laughs> like that other intern that disappeared. <laughs> he got a very good point there. I forgot about that. Jamie said, Joey's the next Connor. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I haven't talked to Joey since then. Oh, boy. He might be gone. He gone. Nah, he's, he'll be back. He'll be back? Uh, he's on fall break right now for the university 
wait uh, so when is fall break right now it was so are there gonna be kids uh, there's gonna be students they'll Thursday be back night? yeah they'll be back for that okay. I mean, it's only i think today and maybe tomorrow okay um so i just remember having that monday and i think that tuesday off and then they'll be back for the thursday night game coming up 7 30 kenny curlin's asking if the xfl and usfl merger is still on man is it that bad kenny you're looking for another football league <laughs> i mean i don't know if it is but it's not something i think about during nfl season although maybe we should maybe i need a new team maybe you need a new team by the way we were talking about the line and the, we had some confusion on the line we just did post on i know twitter and i'm sure just about all of our social media platforms but ecu versus smu has been one of the biggest movers in the first 24 hours uh since the line came out it is now at 12 and a half i've never seen a line move this much if it was legit at seven at one point that I've, that's crazy well, there's a i've seen a line move like a field goal but from seven to twelve and a half in 24 hours holy moly well vegas missed on that line hope you got it in quick now it's up to ecu to ruin it all ruin all the betters and win the game outright perfect total is at 56 and a half tyler said just random breaks didn't they just start do they ever have schooling that's an old man take tyler but you're not wrong they need to get these kids back in skew i mean what are we doing get them back to school house schoolhouse yeah get them in there chandler what'd you do this weekend you went home went home and hung out with the fam uh went and watched football at my dad's uh seafood place on saturday then hung out at the house yesterday watched the panthers play um had my grandma come over yesterday and we grilled out and had a good old time did you see i guess tyree kill tried to throw a ball to his mom and the guy at like oh you oh, want to give it to that guy, person the guy took it and the mom is like excuse me she's like i'm his mom everybody around like even the security guys like that's his mom <laughs> and i love how the guy was like oh i want it i want it and then he was like oh okay you want to give it to that person behind me and as soon as he tossed it, he's like yep got it he's like this is mine ah uh, i love seeing adults act like children there's something really funny about it when it comes to foul balls or footballs in the stands just seeing uh adults foul balls are awesome when there's like a kid chasing it and the adult gets it and then celebrates for some reason it's hilarious to me all right hour one flu game complete all right how you feeling <sighs> vibe check i'm at about a three i mean i feel like i can finish the show but it's gonna be tough jeff it'll be tough well you're a tough guy speaking of tough jeff does see east carolina was picked fifth in the american i saw that too ton of respect to the pirates and i can't Just remember ton of respect and i can't remember if we mentioned it already we probably did knowing me but dana mcneil uh is preseason pre a player of the game or a player of the year uh, that would be danae danae mcneil what did you just say all those words didn't say <laughs> Dana, he said Dana McNeil. Preseason player of the game? Is that what? Yeah, preseason <laughs> player of the, the game. Player of the year. I mean, player of the year for women's basketball in America. And East Carolina getting a, getting some respect, but still. A ton, a ton, not, not a ton? Some, not Just some, some respect, respect, but South Florida still picked to finish first for women's basketball. They picked us second. 
That makes sense. They picked it us does. second. It does, but you know, we what a jump from last year. We didn't. Well, beat, that's true. We didn't beat South Florida. No, they beat themselves. Ha ha. <laughs> and we came home with a trophy, but uh, tell them. You know, but I I don't know. But you, Amaya Joiner also uh, second team preseason. I think it's all AAC player team. player of the game. No, not player of the game. <laughs> I'm so, going to start saying that. Player of the game. Um, it's going to be fun this season because, you know, Kim McNeil's got a lot of her returners coming back. So does uh, Coach Schwartz. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, these two basketball teams take the court this year. Did I'm, I'm, did I'm looking hear? forward to, to basketball season. Did, did y'all, y'all hear about Russell O'Neill? Uh-uh. Russell O'Neill, Felton Jr., <laughs> a.k.a. RJ. RJ, yes. Second team player of the game yes preseason player of the, player of the game did y'all not hear that a whole year or like a whole season is a game now player of the game <laughs> i missed that <laughs> uh rj felton preseason second team player, player of the game, game. <laughs> <laughs> and i saw um oh you know who else so was there on saturday scott oh scott scott igloo. saw him over at the uh there's a new igloo in town yeah I saw him over at uh, the stop shop earlier talking Panther football. Which I saw uh, on 24-7 Sports hoist the colors. Mm-hmm. Um, R.J. Felton's brother is coming to, coming to, uh, to East Carolina. You know what he is? Committed. Bert. He's a Bert. Uh, La, da, la, uh, what's his name? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good question. And of course, I know it. Take us to break, Shirley Rhodes. Uh, La Dante. La Dante. La Dante. Felton. I love that, man. I love we got a little uh, Felton pipeline going here. La Dante. Big fan of RJ. And I uh, can't wait to see La Dante. We'll take a break. Come back. Hour two. Mike Maniscalco joins us. Eric said, have you, uh, Cliff, you've been able to peek your peepers into Minji's lately? I've seen some awesome pictures of it. It looks really good. It's going to make us look good on TV, I feel like. Not so high schoolish. Those, uh, but those purple seats look really good. Need to get there. Hey, are we going, are we getting courtside seats this year, Chandler? Uh, I can try to get almost courtside seats. See if we can get almost courtside this year. Because we're going to be in 213, but yeah, I'd love to be almost courtside for a game. Let me try to get off a game because I'm going to be working. I don't know if I could do that and work. All right. Do I mean do I do I make myself clear? Kind of, but like, what do you what are you doing during the game? Getting videos and then getting off the court and stuff and. Getting well, it would seem like being almost courtside would be a great spot to be. Uh, maybe I guess getting off the court what do you mean like i just I feel, I feel like it would be uncomfortable for me to have like a media credential and be sitting almost courtside well take it off and then get up and put it back on okay why not i'll try to i'll try to work my magic i i know a few people all right we'll take a break come back mike maniscalco joins us after this
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit CarolinaCaliberCompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs, and you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation and GUC. GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you here, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Ooh, the voice is doing better. Maybe I'm easing into this thing. Yeah, sounds a little bit better. Um, tomorrow on the show. We're going to help the bear. Justin Bear will join us to let you know everything you need to know about Thursday if you're going to the game. Help the bear! All the info. What's that bear doing? That bear is going to be talking to us coming up at 5 o'clock when uh, Bryce Williams is here. So that is coming up on Tuesday. David Glenn will join us coming up Wednesday. And uh, we got our Bud Light pregame tailgate coming your way on thursday 3 30 uh we will now go out to the halloween express live line halloween express has the largest selection of masks decor and more for adults and kids uh right next to target man i was a walking billboard the other day when i went to target and i was just telling everybody in target hey have you been to greenville's premier halloween superstore it's right over there at halloween express you can go get shopping today and get your costume and your decor ready owned and operated by lisa and clay cartwright uh, celebrating 25 years in business as greenville's local halloween superstore and joining us on that halloween express live line to get you ready for the upcoming hurricane season is the play-by-play voice of the canes he is mike maniscalco joining us today on pirate radio live mike appreciate your time how you doing man uh doing great cannot wait for uh, the start of the regular season clip. Uh, happy the preseason's done, and the Canes made it through relatively healthy. So let's get the real thing going uh, as far as the NHL regular season is concerned. Yeah, and uh, that's the key, Mike, making it through healthy and uh, and having all your parts and pieces ready to go for the regular season. And speaking of that regular season, I'm a Braves fan, Mike, so I'm watching you know the playoffs now, and it, it's like a, a flashback to the 90s where you almost don't care what happens during the regular season because you know your team's going to be there at the end and, and what can they do uh, in the playoffs. And and the Canes are kind of in that spot. They've been there, a victim of their own success. They have uh, been in the postseason now for all those years in a row and now fans just want to see them uh hoist that cup once again like they did all those years ago and kind of a i don't know a a fun spot to be in but also a tough spot to be in like i said a victim of your own success but hopefully caniacs can uh, enjoy the journey enjoy the ride and enjoy these regular seasons and and not just focus so much on the postseasons uh, you know what, Clip? I'm gonna bra- I'm gonna put the blame on uh, all of those Braves fans from the '90s. You just could enjoy the ride of winning the division every year, <laughs> exactly. World Series, and, you know, having the, maybe the greatest uh, starting pitching staff ever assembled. That's not enough. Uh, you got to win the whole thing, or it's a failed season. <laughs> but you know what? I I think that the Canes want that pressure, and uh, that's what this has been building up to. When Rod Brindamore was named the head coach five seasons ago, this was the path that he wanted to put the organization, this team on. This is where Tom Dundon 
the owner of the team saw it going. This is where you get the buy-in from president and general manager Don Waddell to get everybody to say, it's not just good enough to be a playoff team. We want to be the team that everybody's picking to win the Stanley Cup uh, when we get to the end of the year. And uh, they embrace this. This is something that they want. And, and honestly, if you look on paper, and as you and I both know, games aren't played on paper, but in the Eastern Conference, I, I, I really have a hard time saying that there's anybody better than this Canes roster that they have going into the season. Now, of course, you got to play the 82 games. And for Carolina, uh, it's not going to be a, a foregone conclusion because the Metro Division's tough uh, teams that I think people think are, are not going to be that good are going to surprise some folks. Like, I think Columbus has a lot of talent. Uh, I don't know uh, how much better they'll be. But, you know, this is a good place to be if you're the Canes. Trust me, after the nine years clip of, of yeah. to get into the playoffs, <laughs> give, give me this every day of the week versus what it used to be. 100%. Mike Maniscalco joining us on the Halloween Express live line. And uh, Canes have done such a great job uh, piecing together this roster. And you've got your your mainstays with Ajo and Svechnikov and Slavin and, and all those guys. How about new faces, Mike, on this Hurricanes roster? Who are some, some new guys you're excited about for this season? Uh, really, there's only two additions that you look at that are going to be regulars for this team from the offseason up front. It's Michael Bunning, who they got from Toronto, who is going to be able to play in the top six. He provides a, a little bit of sandpaper. Uh, that's now the new term in the NHL for toughness clip. Uh, okay. Trust being, being the older guys, but you know he can be a gritty player. He can be an irritant. He can get under the skin of his opponent, but not only that, he's got talent. He had three goals in the preseason. He had a power play goal. So you can put him in a bunch of situations. And then the other is a name that a lot of Canes fans should be familiar with from all of his years playing for the Washington Capitals, and it's defenseman Dmitry Orlov. So the embarrassment of riches uh, got even richer for Carolina as they now have, in, in my mind, the deepest blue line in the NHL. And they bring back Tony D'Angelo to help the, the power play. Uh, when you say new faces, I keep forgetting to include Tony, uh, that he took his one-year sabbatical yeah. to Philadelphia, and uh, now that he's back. But Canes fans know what to expect out of Tony D'Angelo to help give a boost to the power play. So those are the three that you're going to see uh, as a mainstay. Uh, you've got Brendan Lemieux coming in to, to add a little bit more toughness up front. Uh, but the, the Canes have just a logjam at, at every position. So uh, they're as deep as it can be. But Bunting and Orlov are going to be the two that everybody will, will try to see how quickly they integrate into the Canes system and what they can do. And if they just play how they've played in their other stops, uh, they're going to make this this machine even faster if that's humanly possible. Mike Maniscalco joining us. Mike, I host uh, sports trivia at AJ McMurphy's every Wednesday night, and there is a group of uh, guys that play a pickup hockey at the local rink, and there's like a group of 12 of them. They sit at a, a table, and think about NFL Sunday with all the games on. They've got all the hockey games on. They're watching them. I'm going to go up and uh, and drop the sandpaper line and make myself sound smart, so I appreciate that, Mike. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> Mike Maniscalco. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Mike, uh, who are the biggest challenges in that Eastern Conference for Carolina? Who are the other teams at the top of the East this year? Uh, if, if we're looking just at the, the big view for the conference, Toronto, uh, certainly with all the firepower that they have, uh, they're going to be maybe the best team in the Atlantic Division. Uh, they've got a lot of questions on the other side of, of the conference in the Atlantic Division. Boston lost their top two centers after having a a record-breaking season uh, due to retirement. Uh, Florida's got a couple of injuries to start off with, and clearly you just have to look at the Eastern Conference Final where uh, the Florida Panthers took out the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, Would that be a team that you're looking over the fence for? But 
it's really, I think, the challenges are going to come from within the division, and it's the New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers. Uh, those are going to be the two teams that are in direct competition with Carolina, and I think when all said and done, Toronto will be the team in the conference that might be standing in the Canes' way to get to a, a Stanley Cup final. Mike Maniscalco joining us and looking forward to some Canes hockey and uh, Carolina will get it going on a Wednesday and uh, we got a lot of folks from the East. Mike, I know uh, loyal listener John Moody was listening to us the other day. I believe uh, Friday was late last week and said he was on the way up to PNC for some Canes preseason hockey. So, you know, uh, you got some Caniacs if they're into preseason hockey and uh, how have you seen this this fan base grow, This uh, th- these home games become special uh, for the people that attend. I've always said, Mike, it really does feel like a family atmosphere with these hurricanes, and uh, it's got to be something uh, that, that you're, you know, feel very special to be a part of. Well, the the thing about it, especially the last five years, Clip, when you take a look at uh, how the fan fan base has grown, uh, just take a look on a, a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night at the yeah. arena. There's, there's not an empty seat anymore, and that's a testament to, you know, the product that's out there and the, the team and how they're built, but it's also fun to watch. This is a fun team. And it's for me, and I've, I've said it before, and uh, this might be a detriment to my job seeing uh, people uh, have to count on me when they're not at the game. But hockey, for me, NHL hockey is the best sport to watch in person just because you get to see all of it, uh, all of the, the things that make it such a special game, the speed, the power. Uh, there is playmaking that uh, comes with it. The absolute skill levels that are off the charts, how good the goaltenders are, how big the players are, uh, and different vantage points in the arena where you can sit. Uh, it can look like a different game. The closer to the game, you see the speed and the power. Further up, you get to see the skill and how it all uh, develops. But if you take a look now, uh, when you come to a game at PNC Arena, it, it is, <clears throat> it's an event, and it's a, it's a great thing that it's an event. Of course, the tailgating uh, that the Caniacs bring that nobody else has in, in the NHL. I cannot wait for Wednesday. You know, it's 7 o'clock puck drop. There are going to be people in the parking lot at like noon <laughs> and getting ready for it. So it, it has, you know, a college football Saturday, an NFL Sunday feel to it. Uh, and that's just what the fan base here is brought to it. And, and now they're being rewarded with this product that is so good. You know, I hate to use the, the word product. So I'll just say with this team that is part of the community and uh, it's the, the core of this group has been here for a while now. And so uh, I think that this fan base has grown up with them, you know, especially the last five years you've grown up with how these players have taken steps and strides to be all-stars or being named to <clears throat> all NHL teams. So it's, it's been a fun ride, and there, there's no end to it right now, Clip. The, the window, everybody, you know, you host a sports show. Everybody talks about teams' windows, right? You know, your window yeah. is this, or this window's closing. I, I don't see this window closing anytime soon for the Canes. So uh, the ride's going to be great. There's over 10,000 season ticket holders. Nice. Uh, excuse me. And if, if I'm being honest, there were uh, some nights where you were hoping there were 10,000 people in the building. <laughs> and now you have, have 10,000 people who have tickets and are going to be at the rink and uh, there's a great line uh, that Tony Dungy said about judging a crowd. If you knew how good a crowd was going to be, you know, on a given Sunday for him, and he'd always say you'd look up in the corners, and if the corners of the stadium are filled, man, you're going to have a good crowd. Well, the corners of PNC Arena are filled every night now too. So, uh, and and there's no team, and I'm in every building clip, and this is not pandering. Uh, this isn't any kind of lip service. There is no team that feeds off their crowd to the benefit 
of an outcome than what the Hurricanes do off of their fans. Now, there's other buildings where, you know, the crowd has an impact on their team, and sometimes it's negative when you're talking about places like Toronto or Montreal or Philly. Uh, but I, I don't see any other team in the NHL that gets more of a jolt, more of a boost because of the atmosphere uh, around the game. And, and it's a fun thing to be a part of now if you're here in the if you're here in the triangle or if you're over by the beach on the East coast or the mountains, I mean, I'm, I'm including everybody, you know, get here. It's uh, depending on where you're at. It's a couple hour drive, you know, spend the night, find some friends and uh, enjoy the game. Yeah, the, the cheaters never win. The woos, it's all a lot of fun. Go check out uh, the Hurricanes this season if you have not been able to get there. It is a ton of fun. Before I let you go, Mike, let me ask you about this uh, this Bedard kid uh, because you've got an 18-year-old who uh, apparently was, was was doing it in the preseason and he will be doing it in the regular season. So how about this uh, this Blackhawks kid that is uh, is ready to take the league by storm? Uh, Connor Bedard comes in with having the pressure of being the next great one. Uh, and I don't know what it is, but if you want a good hockey player, I guess you, you need to, as a, as a child, I guess you need to name him Connor. Uh, the last one, McDavid, he's been pretty good <laughs> at, at what he's done uh, in his life. But Connor Bedard is just, there's certain athletes in their sports that are just special. And, you know, Bedard has been, he's been tagged for a while that he's going to be this kid who's going to take over and, He'll be the next one. There's a lot of pressure on him, and, and he's going to a Blackhawks team. You know, this isn't the Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane Blackhawks team. I don't know how many people are up on, on where the Hawks are now, but there is a reason why he was the number one pick overall. The Hawks weren't very good. But let me just throw some numbers at you on Connor Bedard, and you let me know if, if these impress you, Clip, because I know you're a tough judge being a Braves fan and all. <laughs> he, played, he played 57 games last year in the, the WHL, which is uh, Canadian Junior. And you know, Canadian Junior has a couple of different leagues. WHL is, is out on the west coast of Canada. It's a bit of a, a tough and, and rugged league. He had 71 goals and 72 assists in 57 games. Now, I'm a math major, and thankfully this is printed out for me. That's 143 points in 57 games. It's more than two points a game. Uh, that, he's not very big in stature. He's only 5'10", 185. But the one thing for me about hockey is you don't have to be the or the fastest necessarily to be the best. It helps. I mean, it, it doesn't hurt if you can combine that package. But the way he sees the game, the way he plays, um, I'm, I'm not telling you he's getting 143 points in the NHL his rookie season because there, there will be a bullseye on him some games. There, there's going to be some teams going, okay, let's see what you have, 18-year-old. Right. What can you do? Uh, but he's going to adjust to the game. And if the preseason is any, any indicator, uh, he is picking up where he left off to a degree where the game doesn't seem to be too big for him. So he's going to be a guy who, uh, if you're the Blackhawks, you're going to be able to build your, your franchise around him and, and maybe they can get back to uh, their glory years where they were winning the Stanley Cup. But he is the real deal. And if, if you want to get a look at a player um, and, and what they can bring at an early age to this league, Connor Bedard is going to be a stud. And the funny thing is the Canes have a player who they haven't, <clears throat> they haven't sent home yet, Clip, and that is Felix Unger-Sorum. And he's an 18-year-old. And, I mean, he's an 18-year-old by, like, three weeks ago turned 18. Wow. Uh, and, and he's impressed. And that's, I think, the thing about – and we've seen it in, in a bunch of leagues now where, you know, it used to be it would take you some time for the young guys to get in and, and get their footing. Really only the truly special ones uh, jumped in and, and right away – we're able to 
just make an impact on their team or the league. But now I, I don't think the moment is too big for younger players anymore, uh, especially in hockey, because the world stage, these guys have been on the world stage since they were like 14 years old. So uh, Connor Bedard is going to be worth the price of admission. The Blackhawks might not be. Uh, they might be towards the bottom of the league again, but they're going to have a real fun player to watch uh, while, while they're doing it. So he's the goods. Uh, he's he's going to be, it won't take him very long to be in the conversation of being one of the best players in the game. But uh, that's that's just one guy. But at 18 years old, he, he knows the responsibility that comes with it. But uh, again, hockey players are a little different. You know, they don't, they don't brag about it. They don't boast about it. They just go out and do the job. So uh, I have a feeling... Uh, he'll be able to do that. I, I don't. If you people ask me how many points I think he's going to get or how many goals I think he's going to score, uh, I think he's probably going to score between twenty and thirty, which is a lot, <laughs> and especially for an eighteen-year-old. Uh, but I think he'll. He, I think he's going to put together a like a fifty, sixty-point season, which doesn't sound like much, but when you're on a, a team that is lacking for players who can help you score, and you're coming in at eighteen and you're able to do that, that's that's going to be special, and it won't take him long to. You know, start to add to those numbers in a pretty significant way once his career gets going. Blackhawks open up uh, with the Bruins coming up Wednesday night. That same night, it'll be the Carolina Hurricanes hosting the Ottawa Senators. Mike Maniscalco joining us. Mike, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you joining us for a season preview, and uh, we'll be tuned into you all season long and hopefully can catch up with you down the road. Uh, we always appreciate you joining us, man. No, any anytime, Clip. And you can tell your, your friends at Trivia Night that you know, uh, the Regina Pats are really going to have a tough time replacing Connor Bedard. All right, let me jot that down so I'll be the smartest guy in the room. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Anytime, Cliff. All right, there he is. Mike Maniscalco uh, joining us. Always enjoy talking to uh, Mike and uh, getting you ready for another season of Canes Hockey. Um, big development in the YouTube chat. Austin. Uh, arch nemesis of Shirley at times uh, wants uh, wants us to wish him luck. Uh, him and his lovely wife, who he is still with, that was on the rocks for a moment back in the day. Says, "Hey guys, wish us luck." I'm in the delivery room with my wife, waiting on our third little pirate to make his appearance in the world. You know, this could be our first ever live birth on the air, Austin. If you could give us a play by play. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. Be the first uh, Pirate Radio Live baby. Are you going to name it Clip Chandler Shirley Charlie Charlie Chan Clip E Chipley 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 Chipley. It's a beautiful baby name. Chipley Chan, Chipley Lur. It could either. I know. Let's combine all of our last names. It could sound like a pretty girl's <laughs> name or just a complete d bag boy's name. I'm Chipley. Chipley Honeybrooks. Chipley. I've got the tennis court rented out for the weekend. The butler. Oh, Chipley, please. <laughs> the butler has driven the car around front. Chipley. Chipley. The car is. Have waiting. you seen Chipley? It's time for our afternoon tea. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend Chipley. Uh, let's take a break. When we return, more to go. Pirate Radio Live. About halfway home, the flu game. Tyler said, Austin, get out of the chat. His wife, probably. Nah, stay in the chat, Austin. It's a stressful time. You need something to bounce that, you know, in a, 
The only problem is, is that I can't talk if Austin faints in the in the delivery room, which can happen. Yeah, it's a possibility. We don't have anybody that can vouch whether or not he's okay. It's a uh, stressful time, definitely. To see a life come into this world, mm-hmm. very. What a what a feeling that is. Were you in the delivery room when Lily was born? I was. Okay. It was just a. I don't like body parts and fluids and mm-hmm. <laughs> that stuff. So, but I was there. That's all that matters. I was there. One eye kind of squinted. Kind of like ooh. One eye open a little bit. Or 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 did you turn your head and go? Tell me when to look. Yeah, Tell me when to look. Pretty much. Is it safe now? Can I look now? Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has the answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. And Bud Light reminds Pirate fans to always stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Heard uh, Carolina Caliber coming back into the show. Coming up Thursday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Tiebreakers at Bell's Fork. You can stop by, hang out with David Glenn and the Pirate Radio crew. Get you a free Carolina Caliber treasure towel. Wave that around at the game. And you can get you a free, and this will be great to wear to the game for the blackout, uh, these painted black starry t-shirts which uh, has the starry logo on front and then a really cool pirate logo on the back that says go pirates and uh, those will be free coming up on thursday from 11 a.m to 1 p.m go grab you some tiebreakers lunch and uh, you'll also have a chance to win four free tickets to ecu and smu so that's coming up on thursday all right um over halfway home here flu game and uh we've had good uh good interaction today good numbers on the youtube um we still have like 18 more viewers than we have likes at the moment so if you have not hit that thumb we'd really appreciate it it uh it might make me feel better who knows it can't hurt anything so uh yeah if you could uh do that for me we'd appreciate it um you want to look at the national day calendar real quick yes we like doing this it is National Leif Erikson Day. You know who that is? Is he an actor, maybe? <laughs> Leif Erikson is an Icelandic-born explorer. Leif Erikson Day. He, he left the European continent in 999 and landed in North America around the year 1000. Oh. 
There you go. Um, I thought he played a sport. I thought it was like a guitarist or something. Yeah, that, I mean, sounds like a guitarist name. There was a uh, SpongeBob episode about Leaf Erickson Day. <laughs> All right, fair enough. And if you don't believe me, Google it up. It is National Pro Life Cupcake Day. What? It encourages open dialogue uh, and an exchange of cupcakes. Uh, okay. It is National Moldy Cheese Day. Who wants to eat moldy cheese? I'm a cheese fan, but I don't, know, I don't we do have moldy to. cheese. It's National Moldy Cheese Day. So is blue cheese a moldy cheese? Oh, good question. I, I want to say yes. I don't eat. I don't usually go for blue cheese, but I love Wings Over Greenville's blue cheese. Uh, I prefer it over the ranch. Is blue cheese a moldy cheese? And I have the answer right now. What yes, they, blue cheese saying? is made with mold. There you go. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Uh, it is National Online Bank Day. Oh, if you do your banking online? That's the only that's way, the way you're going to do it today. Yeah, well, I do a lot of that. It is National Kick Butt Day. Yeah, kick butt day. And my butt is getting kicked. Kick butt, kick butt, kick butt, kick butt. It is Native American Day. It is also Columbus Day. Indigenous Peoples Day. And it is Pan's Pandas Awareness Day. Um, Pan's Pandas. Nearly one in 200 children are diagnosed with pediatric acute onset neuropsych. Oh, so we're not talking about the panda bear. No, this is, um, and I do need to raise awareness for myself because I'm unfamiliar with this. Uh, Ticks, anxiety, depression, sleep changes, hyperactivity, that stuff. Pans, pandas, awareness day. I was slightly confused. Those are the days today. So everybody celebrate. Need to have a... uh some theme music give me my theme music for a national day update oh i had a prime saturday night they won on a game nobody could watch mm-hmm. although if you are um wondering like where to find a game or something uh it's not legal i mean it's legal to watch i don't think it's legal to stream but um i've been able to find college football games on youtube oh so like saturday night i was already not feeling great braves have lost i was in bed but i i had some interest in uh the colorado and arizona state game and i was just following the score app and then i remembered you know i've been able to find some games so i went to youtube typed in colorado versus arizona state and i watched the end of it live from the pac-12 network so just a psa for those looking for games um chandler what do you got uh you just mentioned youtube it just made me think of wes hines watching <laughs> youtube watching cruise reviews um i no, i don't have much i don't have much for you you don't have much the day when i need you the most well um i do have a little bit of news you just got you. nothing I, I have nothing man oh how about i mention this that I just showed you during the break. I don't know if anybody saw this over the weekend in high school football. 
Um, Pinder and Hopton went at it. I don't think I've ever seen a score, especially in high school. Uh, the final score in that game between the Pinder Patriots and the Hopton Wildcats, 106 to 83. Pinder beat Hopton. <coughs> I've seen it like one-sided, I guess, but like the fact that they were both just going up and down the field and scoring, I'm assuming, every 20 seconds. 106 to 83. Um, and by the way, former Pirate running back and uh, his brother, the fullback, uh, Brandon and Jason Simmons, are Hopton graduates. And their uh, high school um, alma mater, Put up 83 points, but still lost. Wow. I saw where my Vikings fell to J.H. Uh, Rose on Friday. Shirley, did uh, Farmville Central win? No, they did not. Wow. Man. They Who lost to West Craven, if ah. I'm not mistaken. And I will confirm that momentarily. But I, th- I think they only scored like seven points. Like The defense wow. really held them uh to uh a low scoring affair which is quite surprising because if you've been following um farmville central's football team they've been putting up a lot of points uh i was talking to alan vick the day uh the voice of the vikings right here on pirate radio and he was saying that that uh that it kind of got out of hand for the vikings early and then they were able to come back and uh, make it a game so apparently that was a really good game there at hollywood crossroads on friday night Having some trouble there, Charles? No, I'm just annoyed because I was trying to pull up the, uh, the schedule and it just wasn't showing it. Jamie's got um, something for us. Yes. Flag football may be coming to the Olympics. Yes, along with cricket and squash, squash. which I'm not I'm not familiar with squash. Cricket, I it's am. It's like fam- a yellow vegetable. Oh, I know what that is. Um, but as far as a sport, I'm not sure what it is. Um, but uh, also, uh, did you see my alma mater? Biden? Yes. Five and one on the season nice. as they picked up a win over the weekend. Uh, it is a racket sport played by two players. and a f- Oh, it's kind of like racquetball. What well, is? Squash? Squash. Okay. Yes. Um, Chandler, do they need long snappers? You could be an Olympian long snapper. How uh, cool would that be? Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be great, and I would be glad to do it. But the thing is, is that if you're going to introduce flag football as a, an Olympic sport, who qualifies as an athlete at that point? Are you talking about having sanctioned leagues, or are you talking about taking NFL players? in an off season to go play flag football. I'm I mean, thinking what are you doing? It's here? gonna be like the uh they already have leagues and stuff. And you just take the best from those uh from those leagues. Steve with a bad joke, he said squash is coming to the Olympics. What about zucchini? Hmm. Tyler says blue cheese is the best cheese on burgers, steaks, salads, potatoes. He is a mold guy. Jamie says cheese in itself is a mold. Now you really got me thinking, Jamie. Now you really got me in a pickle here. In a pickle. Pickleball. Is that going to the Olympics? According to It should because it's becoming very popular. According to WisconsinCheese.com. Huh. Cheese is not mold, oh. nor 
Is it the byproduct of mold? Jamie, you just got uh, some matter cheese. of fact. Ah, listen. Some che- listen. Look. Listen. Some cheese varieties, like blue cheese, have specific species of mold that are intentionally added during the cheese-making process to enhance the flavor of texture. The mold added to these cheeses can be thought of as a special ingredient. So blue cheese is not, in fact, a mold. Mold was added to the cheese-making process to make blue cheese. Shirley just well actually the bleep out of you, Jamie. In your face. The more you know. That's what we're here to do. We're here to educate. If you didn't, do, if you didn't know, now you know. Now you know. Uh, we will talk some pirate football coming up. Hour three. I was not at the press conference today, so I will be hearing some of this for the first time. Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Carroll. Jason Nichols will be alongside as we bring you that uh, East Carolina football back in action on Thursday, and Pirate Hoops pick fourth the men pick fourth uh, excuse me fifth in the american preseason poll and where were the uh women second charlie second, second yes behind south florida yeah pick the now, second. The, now the women uh did get four first place votes wow um by uh the coaches in ton our respect. league ton of respect ton of respect because look ton of respect we haven't beaten we, we got to beat south florida they should be picked first well, I they, disagree. Because the door was wide why open. Why would you disagree? Because I want to. Uh. <laughs> the door was wide open for the AAC uh, tournament uh, back in early uh, March. And we were the ones. That walked right on in. I mean, because who was Wichita State beat South Florida? Bounced them out of the tournament. And uh, so uh, it was up for grabs from there. And the Pirates were the one that were able to take home the trophy. The clamp down clan. Yes, sir. I'm ready for a watch party. Bryce Williams is really excited about a watch party, Chandler. So uh, we'll get Bryce in here for one later on this uh, football season. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. So um, definitely have him a part of that, and maybe have him on the post game show. And uh, yeah, he wants to do that. And as far as basketball goes, uh, we we already have one scheduled, right? Florida. Let's see. Florida is December fourteenth, Thursday, December fourteenth, <coughs> seven o'clock. SEC Network. Yeah, so uh, we will be here for that one. Yep, uh, Lord willing. Lord willing. And the crank don't rise. <coughs> Lord willing was the name of a Clips album. Remember Clips? No. Uh, rap group. They had. <laughs> that was not good. Okay. Grinding was their most popular song. All right. Yeah. I may have heard. I, I, if I hear it, I might be able to tell you if I knew it. I was a Clips fan uh, back in the day. Of course you were. All right. Uh, we need to take a break. Struggling to make it through. Struggling. Struggling. I just cannot wait to go home, get in bed, close my eyes, and listen to the Braves game. And hope that the Braves win. Because that was pretty disheartening on Saturday. To see them shut out at home for the first time all season. What a time to get shut out. Jeff Hoffman. Pitching out of a, was it a bases loaded jam? It was, uh, he had a jam. I don't know if they were loaded. I think they were actually, yeah. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. More to go after this. 
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU home services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right. Every day we have our Fleet Feet Rundown brought to you by Fleet Feet. Locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon, Fleet Feet of Greenville provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, and everyone in between. Fleet Feet has the tools and technology to get you in the right shoe, including a 3D foot scanner that measures your arch height, width, and more. You can go see them at 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. Fleet Feet, they run for you. And... um looking at tonight's action buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck dub buck you've got the packers and raiders as i mentioned uh, on friday when i see this game i think about the brett Favre game where uh, his father passed away and he went out on monday night football against the raiders and absolutely torched them uh green bay two and two vegas is one and three uh, going into tonight's game. The Phillies have a one nothing series lead over the Braves. They'll play coming up 6.07 on TBS at 9.07. Uh, start time for the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Also, uh, NBA preseason in action tonight. Chandler, did you see? Um, I saw some Hornets news earlier this hour. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we have a player that requested a trade. Oh, I did not see that. Uh, Kai Jones publicly has requested a trade. I uh, posted it on Twitter. Okay. I'm good on him anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with him. Something seems to be kind of off Yeah, Kai Jones. He's got some issues. Yeah, so. So. I mean, I'm not going to say they're like Chandler Jones issues, but I think there's, I don't know. He just needs to figure out what he's going to do. Yeah, not sure about that guy. Um, if you would have told me it was JT Thor, I would have been really upset because he's looking pretty good. He's put on some pounds. Shooting, I don't know. He's shooting from the outside right now. I don't know if this is funny or not, but Terrence uh, Ross – said is he all there mentally and kai jones responded and said i'm the greatest of all time check my highlights and terrence ross responded by saying so no uh yeah that's uh where we are right now with kai jones so let's get him everybody have to have issues let's get him far away from the hornets let's get cub check out of there steve clifford get him back out of here for the second time in five years get everybody out of there it is going to be another just nightmarish year for the charlotte hornets this is the best team that steve clifford's ever had is what he said that includes this it, he this said guy and he also said it was i heard that he said it's even better with like 
Kimba. It was better than like Kimba and Al Jefferson and all those. Okay. Well, clearly he's got mental issues too. <laughs> yeah. So get him out of here. What a joke of a franchise. I just don't know which one of my teams is the biggest joke at the moment. I've got some real contenders to be biggest joke. CL says JT Thor looks strong. Atticus said JT Thor shout out on Pirate Radio. What a great Monday. Yes, sir. Atticus has some stock in JT Thor. They said Chandler, I've got that JT (laughs) Thor stock ready for you. I'm all in. Jamie said, uh, Jordan handed over the reins. You should be good now. Ah, uh, no. We are not good. We are far from good. Kai Jones on Twitter. I have officially requested to be traded from the Charlotte Hornets. Hashtag goat life. <laughs> Get him out of here. Out of here. All right. Let's take a break. When we return, Jason Nichols joins us. We will... Uh, Here, what Mike Houston, Blake Carroll, and Donnie Kirkpatrick had to say today at uh, the weekly press conference. This is our last opportunity to hear from the coaches this week. So uh, we'll hear that when we return. One hour left to go. Flu game. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. Uh, They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, somehow the chat has turned into... A Hornets feel-good session. I don't know what. I'm the one that's sick. My brain's not working right. What's wrong with you guys? CL says buying JT Thor stock and Mark Williams stock. Atticus said Hornets 40 to 45 wins this season. Bookmark this comment. How many times have you said that in your life, Atticus? And it hasn't worked out. I'd love for y'all to be right, but I'm just, uh, I'm not seeing it. All right. Jason Nichols joins us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Game week is here. We'll be with you coming up Thursday at 3.30 on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game, the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show. And early on Thursday, you can go to Tiebreakers from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., get you a great lunch. This is the Tiebreakers at Bell's Fork, and you can get a Carolina Caliber treasure towel to wave around and a free starry painted black t-shirt uh really cool logo on the back there so uh these will be free you can hang out with david glenn and the pirate radio crew coming up on uh thursday at tiebreakers and jay nick will be uh enjoying some tiebreakers during our bud light pregame tailgate on thursday so gonna be a big day as the pirates look to get their first conference win of the season no doubt at home so it'll be a big one for us here on thursday night you like the uh the night games as a player uh, they're, they're good. There's, they're, you know, especially that Thursday night game because you know all eyes are on you pretty much. So th- those are 
really exciting to play in. Did you see the uh, uniforms they'll be wearing? I did. That was pretty sharp. Yeah. That's pretty sharp right there. They'll at least look good. Will they play good? <laughs> I don't know. Talk to uh, Marcus about this. That you guys just didn't have options back then, right? You yeah. had white and purple. We had white and purple. We, we would go all purple. We went all purple the first year we went to the Liberty Bowl, and we got blew out by Illinois. <laughs> And Coach Logan put a hold to that. <laughs> no, <laughs> more, no, no more all purples for you guys. <laughs> all right, uh, Jason, I was going to just do a pregame show for the Braves uh, this hour, but Ooh. I guess we'll uh, we'll talk some, some football. But, man, uh, rough one on Saturday. First time they were shut out at home all year. What a time for that to happen. Well, cl- well tell me this. Why did we change up the lineup that had produced a record number of home runs just for the Phillies in the playoffs? I've heard a lot of that. On one hand, I think, why if it ain't broke, don't fix it. On the other, I'm thinking they're Major League Baseball players. If he's putting them in that way because he knows there's going to be a righty coming in at some point and and they're all professionals, they should be able to hit no matter where they are in the lineup. But I, I agree I, with that. Yeah. But let me let me ask you this though: what what when when we can get uh, Acuna or Albies on the on the base pads? What does that do for Olsen and Riley? Yeah. Gives them better pitches to hit. And, man, I mean, I know that that wasn't just an issue, but I was like, why? And I heard I heard them explain why he did it. But, God, don't we go righty? You can go righty, righty-lefty with Albies, with another righty with Riley, with a lefty with Olsen, with another righty with Azuna. So I don't know what the – you can't really pitch, you know. Right. So I don't know. Well, tonight they are going back to the regular lineup, quote unquote. So there maybe one game too late. <laughs> uh, Max Freed on the mound against Zach Wheeler. Great pitching matchup in game two. And uh, and Misery Loves Company. How about the Dodgers the other night? Clayton Kershaw could not get out of the first inning in their game against the Diamondbacks. Really? Got rocked. I missed that one. He, uh, yeah, did not get out of the first. So Diamondbacks have a one nothing lead in that series. Game two coming up tonight in L.A. All right. I uh, have not heard any of these comments today. So Jason and I will be hearing them for the first time as we play them here on the show and we can uh talk about them let's uh let's hear mike houston's opening comments shirley to get things started i know it's monday to most people's wednesday to us uh so we've got uh, wednesday afternoon practice this afternoon uh kids have had a good uh good week so far so you know excited about uh getting out there this afternoon and then tomorrow will be uh you know a thursday kind of sharpen everything up for us before getting ready for for the game thursday night so uh, obviously, you know, challenging opponent, SMU's quality football team. Uh, they've had uh, some quality wins so far this year and uh, a couple of tight losses against uh, very good opponents. So uh, big challenge Thursday night. Excited to be back in Daddy Ficklin Stadium Thursday night. Uh, be exciting to get, uh, you know, the student body is always, you know, rowdy for these Thursday night games. So really looking forward to, you know, the, the Boneyard rocking uh, Thursday night and, uh, the players are excited about the matchup and be excited to be on the field. So, looking forward to it. SMU is 3-2, and two, uh, Jason. They have basically beaten who they're supposed to beat and then in a step-up uh, level of competition lost those games. They've lost to Oklahoma and TCU and uh, have beaten uh, the remainder of their opponents. That includes Louisiana Tech, Prairie View, and Charlotte. So, 3-2 and two on the year coming into this game. And Mike Houston was asked about their offense. Cut to. Very athletic, all three levels. Um, up front, 
you know, they're, they're down four, you know, two really good rushers on the edge. You know, I, I feel like Forty's been there for five years. I mean, he's, he's just a very disruptive guy inside. But I just think that they have great length, uh, great athleticism, run really well. Um, pro- probably the best defense that uh, I've seen them have since we've been playing them. All right, you don't really think about that when you think of SMU. You think of spread them out offense. You don't think a lot of defense, but uh, they are playing pretty good on that side of the ball. In their wins, they have allowed 14, 0, and 16. So they've been stingy on defense. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like it. I have not seen them that much on film. I've seen a little bit of them from highlights and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I guess that'll be a challenge for us here on Thursday night. Uh, Mike Houston was asked about the uh, the boneyard, the student section, how much that means to the players. This is cut eight. Shirley, you hope that thing's rocking on Thursday night. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll give you a moment. Uh, you hope there is a good crowd for it, Jason, and uh, the folks will be out there tailgating, getting rowdy. But, I mean, right now, East Carolina has seen uh, – so, some not great uh, play when you think back to that Marshall game at home. They were able to dismantle Gardner-Webb, but uh, you just hope the, the home crowd and the fans are still into it at this point in the season. Yeah, I mean, you, you hope that they're going to show up here on Thursday to support the fellas. I mean, it's like anything. You, you know, to be a true fan, you got to be willing to stick with them through the ups and the downs. And um, so the, the true fans I know will show up. Uh, I know Thursday night pre- presents a little bit of a problem in the community maybe sometimes yeah. with, with it being a school night. But uh, hopefully we get enough people that wants to want to come here on thursday and be a part of that we'll talk to justin bear uh from ecu marketing uh, when it comes to what you need to know about going to the game tailgating all that he'll join us coming up tuesday right here on pirate radio live here's coach houston on the uh, boneyard cut eight well i think you know that that student section down there is kind of the backbone of our of our program that's you know, we, we get a big win at home. That's, you know, the players go straight down there to celebrate with, uh, with the band and the students. And I just, you know, you have recruits and stuff on campus. They always talk about just how energetic our student section is. And so I think it's, uh, you know, we're fortunate to have that kind of support from our student body. Uh, and, you know, these Thursday night games when they're, you know, some of our fans may not be able to make it. Uh, I think that they really, you know, they really bring the energy and make the make the uh, stadium that much more electric, uh, which it should be Thursday night. You know, it's a primetime matchup, a nationally televised game against a really good conference opponent. Uh, they'll be back fresh off fall break, and uh, so they'll be rested up and ready to go. So um, I don't know how much professors are going to get out of them, get out of them on Friday, uh, but uh, it should be a good scene Thursday night. No doubt, and uh, kudos to the students. I remember talking all last year uh, during basketball season, maybe the best student turnout in a long time for hoops, and uh, the students have come through these first couple of home games here uh, with ECU this season, Jason, as far as packing the boneyard, being loud, and uh, and making it an atmosphere, making yeah. it fun out there. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that goes a long way, you know, when, when those guys get excited and, and make it difficult for the opponents to come in here and and to execute from their offensive perspective but uh i'm sure it also just, it just helps you as a player to be excited man to know that you're walking out there and there's people out there supporting you and uh blake harrell was asked about it as well cut to shirley from coach harrell uh he was asked about feeding off of the boneyard yeah that, that's always just the uh the energy and the excitement uh from our fans i think our players truly truly feed off that you know um 
and especially when things are going well and that thing's pumping and, and uh, or the, you need the fans to pick you up a little bit, and they certainly do that, and, and our players uh, are excited about that. And sometimes you've got to create your own energy when you're on the road, but at home uh, you get a little extra boost, and, and that plays in our favor, certainly in Dowdy. All right, Jamie on uh, YouTube says, this has to be the biggest game of the season to this point. If you have any hope of turning it around, it has to start this week. Well, Jamie, my biggest games of the season were Marshall and Rice, and I'm already 0-2 on my biggest games, so I'm not putting out any other big games. Uh, you can do it for this one, but uh, the Pirates have lost uh, my biggest games of the year, and uh, and I'm, 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 I went into the season counting this one as an L, so I'm hoping uh, for a surprise myself on Thursday night that maybe they can rise up and and take this one, uh, Jason, and, and you hope they just found something during the bye week that they can get behind and uh, something that they can, I think you said, find out what you are doing well and 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 focus on that. And hopefully they've done enough of that where they can come into the game with a good game plan Thursday night. Yeah, hopefully the, this bye week, I'm sure, like I said, they, they did a lot of research. They're just trying to look at the numbers and, and uh, make sure they're calling the right things and getting the right plays in to the right people too so um, hopefully they, they've done a great job with that and they'll show up here Thursday excited ready to play and, and, and go win a game because I, I do think this one here um, is a is a big game for the Pirates because we can still do what we want to do but we gotta go and, and, and win this game to get it started uh, Blake Carroll was asked about fatigue in this game the way SMU likes to go up and down and uh, was asked a couple of questions about that uh, cut four Shirley was asked how the depth of the defense will help with the stamina uh, playing in games like this. Yeah, I thought early in the season we, uh, you know, th- we played really, really well. And in the fourth quarter, I thought maybe get a little tired. So last few weeks, try to play a few more guys. Uh, you know, you've seen Sam Dank out there. You've seen Josiah Robinson out there. Uh, you've seen some th- those type of guys that have really, you know, picked us up, gave us a boost of, of rushing the passer, getting pressure on him. Uh, I know it doesn't show up in the sack category, but – uh, definitely getting getting a, a face in the quarterback uh, helps out and lowers that completion percentage and, and just makes him scramble around and move around a little bit, so it's helped there. Um, but I think overall, too, we, we've been able to last you know week or so with the bye week is rep some young guys and guys that are coming along, so you may see more of that. And it's also promising for the future of, of those guys that are getting those reps and you're seeing, hey, you know, just in the linebacker room alone, like, hey, those guys are going to be really good players and you know, once they kind of learn fully the system and, and they're learning every single day and, and get more familiar and comfortable with it. But there's still a, a few things on third down we're doing that they're not quite comfortable with. Uh, but you can tell they're, they're very talented. All right, Blake Harrell there. And uh, Jason, this defense has played good enough to win some games. They have not been perfect. Not going to say they have, but um, I think they've played better than the record indicates right now on that side of the ball. Yeah, those those guys have. They they've played well enough for us to get a you know, I, I would say a couple wins on, on the schedule. Um and and it goes back to, you know, complimentary f- football, you know. Um why why do they get tired? And we we haven't had as much success as we would like on the offensive side, so um, you know, they've had to play a little bit longer. We haven't had good complimentary football. I'm thinking to the back to the Marshall game where the defense sets up East Carolina in Marshall's territory. I want to say twice uh, late in the game there, and the offense did nothing with it. And then even in the Rice game, our, our offense finally puts together a drive, and the defense has been playing really good the whole night, and they give up a three-play drive right after that. It's just we can't get both going at the same time here. <laughs> 
You know, it, when when it's it's we used to always say there's an ebb and a flow to the games, right? When that when that game is is ebbing, going your way, you get all you can, and when when it's when, or when it's flowing your way, you get all you can. When it start ebbing, you got to bow your neck and be ready to make a stop. And so, hopefully, we're we're going to get to that point to where we can see that and, and get some complimentary football. Because if we do, we will see more W's in the win column. Let's hear uh, Cup Five, Shirley. How do you combat the fatigue, especially with the team that plays? fast like SMU yeah coach Lashley who is uh you know he played high school for Gus Malazan he uh, played Arkansas uh, for coach Malazan and obviously coached for him a while so he's got that background to him he also uh, was the OC for Sonny Dykes there at SMU before he went to Miami so he's got that background to him so you're going to see a high-paced tempo offense they're going to snap the ball you know 30 32 seconds on the play clock um you know we, we always talk to our guys about the best way to slow a tempo team down is put them in negative situations or stop them for a loss. Now they're second and 10 or third and 10. They have to slow down, take the time, and can't go as fast, especially if they don't convert a first down. So that, that's when they're really fast. So we got to do a good job defensively taking care of us. Um, and, and, you know, our guys up front will do a really good job of when they sub, we sub, try to get fresh bodies on the field. Uh, that also has the officials hold the clock for a few extra seconds there to kind of catch our breath. So we got to make sure we're doing, you know, taking advantage of those things from a schematic and from a um, strategic standpoint. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it, it still comes down to the fundamentals of the game and make sure we're doing a great job with our eyes, great job tackling, and just focus on our fundamentals, trying to create a few turnovers as well. All right, defense coordinator Blake Harrell there. And, Jason, I know you're not a big odds guy. Um, from what I saw, the line open SMU minus seven. It's already at SMU minus 12, 12 and a half. So a lot of people like the uh, the ponies on Thursday night, and I, I get it. Uh, can this offense of East Carolina keep up? And, and the fact that SMU is playing defense this year doesn't help either. But uh, the, my one concern going into this game and every game is the offense and, and what can we do to muster points out there. Man, we got to find a way. I, I mean, you know – this this is a big week, so we got to load the guns, ready to go shoot, and and we got to find a way to to get points on the board, be creative with it, and uh, give them different looks. You know, we've had an open week. That's one thing about an open week; you can work on some different things to give them some different looks that they haven't seen before, yeah. and uh, and find a way to go stay on the field and be consistent. You know, win first down. You know, and, and um, not putting ourselves in second and long and third and long because those are hard to overcome. I don't care where you are. Donnie Kirkpatrick uh, spoke earlier today. We'll hear what he had to say when we return. Also, we will make you a winner on this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Hour three of the flu game. Um, I've almost made it through. <laughs> Got 42 minutes left. Shout out to the crew. Jay Nick, the chat gang, for helping me get through a uh, rough one today. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday after this. We got time for one more song. I better hear you singing. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here on this Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Uh, interesting game week. We'll be with you Tuesday and Wednesday here on Pirate Radio Live. Then on Thursday, no Pirate Radio Live because our Bud Light pregame tailgate will get underway at 3.30. We'll be talking to Jason, Marcus Crandall, and the crew leading you up to the 7.30 kickoff East Carolina and SMU on ESPN. Uh, Randall on Facebook says, hey, guys, if we don't win this week on Thursday night, tell us what you think will take place. Well, we're going to have a post-game show. People are going to call in, and they're not going to be happy that we lost. Um, but I don't see foresee major changes happening. If they, I, I would think, Jason, if you were going to make major changes, it would come during the bye week, right? I, I would have thought that, too, that if anything was going to change, it'll be then. If not, he's riding with what he has right now and is going to see if they can find a way to right the ship. Yeah, and uh, I've seen some stuff about – Hey, let's uh, let's move Mason to to tight end. I, I would think those types of things, if they ever were to happen, were to happen during an off season, right? You don't yeah. you don't do that kind of stuff in season. No. So I think it's going to be status quo. I do too. I do too. I think it, you know, if anything, they 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 probably had some debate about what they need to do, probably with that quarterback situation more than anything moving forward. What's your decisions there? personally you know i would probably say i would ride with mason now and just say hey let's see if he's gonna be the guy and if he is great you find your quarterback and if not you know what you got to do in the off season you're obviously still trying to win games this year but it's also hey what do we got next year and and beyond right you, you have to i mean you know um you're always trying to work ahead and you're trying to you know prevent the issue before the issue shows up and so uh so hopefully that's that's the way they'll probably look at that but uh yeah you're gonna try to give yourself the best chance to win down the stretch and i, and I think mason may be that you know and I am interested to see, and Shirley, do we have any of last week's cuts? Because uh, I wanted Jason to hear, um, and this is from last Wednesday, if you had that, when I asked Coach Houston about addressing all the drops that we've seen. It would be Mike Houston, Blake Carroll, and Donnie Kirkpatrick from last week. If you don't... Um, Can you tell me which cut number you needed? Yeah, I wanted cut four. From, from last, last week, week. Okay. of Mike Houston. All right, give me one second here. And uh, you can go and load up cut five as well. And I guess if that was last Wednesday, it might be saved as the fifth, perhaps. Yeah. So cut four and five is what you need? Yeah, load them up if you don't mind. All right, give and me one second. Because, the, the you know, quarterback's been an issue, but drops have been a major issue. I got cut four ready to go. All right, let's hear that. I asked Coach Houston how he's addressing all the drops that we've seen each week. Yeah, so they've uh, – we've started doing up-downs for incomplete passes that uh, are catchable. Um, we've made everything we can with the receivers and the DBs a competition. Um, and – you know, and, and I'll tell you what, they really responded great yesterday. I mean, that's the best we've attacked the ball. Um, I've been extremely blunt 
with a couple of guys that, you know, if you want the ball to come your way, you better start catching it or you're not going to see it anymore. Um, now, I wish I could go out there and catch it for them, but I can't. But they've got to go out there and they've got to perform. So, Jason, I mean, at some point you have to have those conversations and at some point you have to have a, hey, we're just going to go to another guy, right? Because we've seen these drops all year at this point. Yeah, I I think that's a good message right there um, to send to the guys. You know, you always want to try to make it competitive in practice. You try to put the the pressure on them in practice. And, you know, you always want to have, like to me, with receivers, it was always if you drop a ball, it's it's – Ten push-ups every time you drop a ball. So I say, if we can't catch, we we'll at least be the strongest unit in the country. <laughs> and then, um, you know, and then you try to reward them too. I used to put a deal like that: if they go through seven on seven team pass and all those situations, and we don't drop a ball, I, I take them out to eat. You know, so it's you know you reward them when they do well, and, and then when they don't, you know, hey, it's ten push-ups. So it made them compete. We are looking for a guy to be the guy, and Chase Sowell made a nice contested catch on a two-point conversion. He was the leading receiver uh, against Rice. I asked, uh, this is the cut five, Shirley, is Chase Sowell the guy you look to target more due to his good play on the field? Well, you know, the thing that I guess that nobody's noticed is the last three games he's played better and better and gotten more and more involved each week. So he's definitely trending upward. Now the thing I challenged him with is, now you gotta you gotta stack another game, another positive game on top of that. You know, if he can continue to improve on his performance, uh, then obviously uh, that's a good for us. But I just I think that kid's got a very high ceiling. And uh, hopefully that ceiling is recognized uh, soon, Jason, because we need somebody to step up, and he looks like the kind of guy that might can do that for ECU. Yeah, I tell you what, that that's promising, and that's what you're looking for. I mean, you're looking for the guys that, you know, may got off to a, a slow start early, just you know, learning the offense and all that good stuff, and uh, but they're growing as each week goes by, and. Uh, and they're able to get in and, and, and contribute because once you start seeing that and, hey, he, the the stage is not too big, which I don't think it would be from that kid. He, he transferred in from what, Colorado, if I'm not yeah, mis- Colorado. mistaken. So, um, you know, he should be ready to step in and go compete and help us win. Shirley, let's uh, hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick what he had to say today. And he was asked what he's seen from SMU defensively that has allowed them to only give up 18 points per game this season. Yeah, thanks for ruining my lunch right there. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what now, we're getting ready to play a really good group again. You know, you say that a lot as a coach because you want to have respect for these teams, but we really are seeing teams that deserve that respect. They've uh, they've done well in the transfer portal. You know, the portal's been good to them. Their NIO game's strong. And they uh, at number 40, he's been there for about three years, and he's been outstanding the whole time. But now they got a bunch of guys that are just like him up front and linebacker and in the secondary. So they're all from some of the predominant big conferences guys, I guess, and they've, they've done well. So that's what I see. I see a strong unit, not overly complicated, which, uh, you know, sometimes that's a pain as a coach. You go, wow, what are they doing? Well, it's worse when you say they don't have to do all that. That means they got really good players. All right, let's hear cut three. He was asked, did he accomplish the goals set forth during the bye week? You know, for, for the bye week, we, we did lay out a few things, and, and we've had good practices, which it does start with that, you know, uh, because, again, you know, good practices don't guarantee you're going to play well. Bad practices pretty much do guarantee you're not going to play very well. So uh, we have gotten a few kids healed up a little bit. I think they're fresher than they've been. Uh, 
I think the enthusiasm is there every bit. We kind of just said we're going to wipe the slate clean. We're going to start over, zero, zero. Uh, they're excited about playing. You know, it, it's a good situation for us. Thursday night game at home, uh, you know, national TV. That's what the kids like. They're, they're excited about that. I know the coaching staff's excited about coaching in a game like that. It's a game that could get a lot of the bad taste out of your mouth from the, the beginning of this season. So we are going to shoot our shot. I'm telling you, we're going to shoot our shot. We've got nothing to lose. And I'm sure that the student body is going to be ready to go. They've got spring break or fall break here to rest up and get back going. It's a night game and Daddy Ficklin. So I know that uh, it's hard on the out-of-towners to make the Thursday night games. But, I, you know, I'm pretty confident the Pirate group will they'll support pretty good. It, it'll, it'll be loud. And if we just give them something to cheer about, I feel sure they will. All right, Chandler, you got to shoot your shot. You know about that, right? Yeah. You staying off mic for this one? All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, shoot your shot. Now, to me, Jason, that says, hey, let's uh, run a trick play here. Let's do something Let's do something different than we've seen so far this year. Uh, open it up a little bit. Yeah, I tell you, man, it's, um, you know, this is a great week to have worked on things, like I said, that they haven't seen us do before and set something up off of it, which it could be a trick play, could, you know, be a lot of different things. But um, whatever we do, I'm, I'm all about it. Let's shoot our shot. <laughs> shoot your shot. Uh, Shirley, while I've got Jason here, I do want to go back to last week again. Can we do that real quick? So Donnie Kirkpatrick talked about the quarterback sneak and the screen. These are cut four and five from last week. Uh, for Donnie? Yes. Okay. Because um, while I got Jason here, we, we talked a lot about the sneak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the the play where Alex Flynn threw an interception on the screen pass, which I've been calling for a, a running back screen, and now we'll probably never see one again. <laughs> it's not the playbook. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got number four. All right, well, let's hear what happened on the quarterback sneak uh, in the Rice game. Well, first of all, shouldn't have called the play. I, I, you know, that's one kept me awake right there. You, you always have three or four things. You go, man, I wished I had a time machine, you know, or something. I'd go back and change that one. I definitely would have changed that one. Uh, you know, I don't know that Alex was the right guy to do that with. But what happened, because there's always a reason, was he dropped a snap. Now, was the snap bad? I don't know. We, we, you, you analyze it, but at that point, you don't, it's not about putting blame on one individual. We're all a group. Uh, you know, you're on the one-foot yard line, I guess, if that's a saying or whatever. We were close. Uh, so it's a go-for situation. It's a go-for situation. I don't think there was any doubt about that. The analytics were saying that. Coach makes the right decision on that. I mean, they're going to get the ball on the one-inch line, you know what I'm saying, which did not work out. Just because you make the right call doesn't always mean it works out. But, uh, you know, they crowded the ball. They were all sides. The guy pushed him into I don't know if he hit the center. The center kind of says that he hit the ball, so the ball didn't get to him. And, you know, we'd been two for two on the sneak but maybe not on the goal line. I wish I wouldn't have called that. I wish I had, had time to call something else. But you got to make a quick decision. We were so close, you know, to it. And, you know, that that's that game. That game is we settled for three field goals. One of those we dropped the ball in the end zone, perfect throw, and then we didn't score there. But, you know, we, we've emphasized some goal line stuff this week. Today we did a lot more goal line than we ever do. Uh, coach, you know, had a lot to do with that. He kind of emphasized that. and. I learned a long time ago, you follow your last direct order. Uh, and so we worked a lot of goal line. But you know what? We're four for five inside the on the goal line, inside the five-yard line. We had scored every time 
up until then. And really, you know, you're not on the goal line that much in today's football anymore. But uh, we have been a little bit more than usual. We've had five times now we've been on the three-yard line or inside. We've scored four. But that one we didn't score was a, was a big one because we left 11 points out there that would have been just ooh, just easy. We wouldn't have to do anything special. Get it in from the foot-yard line, catch the ball, and the kid's got great hands. That's why he was the guy we threw it to because he's got the best hands on the team. So That's a long answer for that, I know, but you knew me. Yeah, so the I mean the clock's moving, Jason. You got a hundred things going on, but you got to make uh, the right call in the right situation. That's what you're you're getting paid to do. And and the, why do we focus on plays like that? Those are the ones that decide a game. And uh, he said that you know maybe maybe it was the right call, but wrong personnel in that situation going with uh, Flynn rather than Garcia. Yeah, like you said, those are the calls that are the plays that that make you stay up at night saying if we would have just did it this way and da 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 da, and um, and I'm I'm sure that that did that probably kept him up just thinking about that because he's right you know those are easy points to get you know don't leave them out there on the field and you know we've had that debate in here about time of possession and how time of possession doesn't really mean anything in today's football today's football is a spread game how fast can i score and uh and how many points can i score in bunches and so that's what people care about and uh, so right there that was just a you know it's, it happens man when the ball is not going your way those type of situations happen to you and so we've had some bad things go against us here in these first five games. And, and so hopefully we can get the tide to turn a little bit. And that's why you got to keep going out there, practicing hard, working hard and all that good stuff to hopefully get that tide to change in our favor. I was watching Commanders Bears with Chandler Thursday night, and it was like 12 to 3 time of possession. And Chandler said, hey, Clip, time of possession doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but it does in this case because it tells the story. Uh, but, yeah, that was uh, – Well, see, NFL is totally they, – they're a little bit different. Although they are more – you know, it's more spread stuff in the yeah. NFL. NFL is more analytical than anybody. That's where the analytics is coming from in college football because they have it in the NFL. Time of possession used to matter a lot more in the NFL than it did in any phase of football. Jason Nichols joining us, and that's why I want to play this clip too because – I've talked to a lot of former players about how they put in this like gadget play and they practiced it, but the time never comes up in a game to run it and they get frustrated because they want to really run that play. In this case, the screen sounds like Donnie wasn't happy with as much as they practiced it. They didn't practice it enough, tried it in the game. Uh, it blew up on them. Here's a cut five, Shirley. Yeah, that's another one I regret. We had put that play in. It was a throwback screen. It was a what I had down for a second long call, it was a first and 20 call when, when I called it, which that had nothing to do with it. The, the reason I, I regret it is I don't think we practiced it enough. Uh, we didn't execute it. It was supposed to have been a slow, like a delay screen, and I just don't think I coached it well enough, and Javius took off. So the linebacker had him man coverage. Well, you got to block the guy that's covering the back on a screen if it's man coverage. And and Jacob Sacred knew that. He he recognized the defense, smart player, and said, Coach, I knew he was in man. I was trying to block him. I couldn't catch up to the linebacker. And when we looked at the tape, then we're like, well, when you run a screen, the lineman has to get out in front. And then the back the back's taught never leave till the linemen leave. And Javius, being fast to start with, took the fake and jumped out and got in front of the lineman so the linebacker 
got in an unblockable position. And, you know, you still can't throw into something. you got to see what you throw. But, but that was really on me. You know, I feel bad that we didn't practice that enough. It wasn't ready. We'd, we'd had first down on the 18-yard line. We got a holding call, and it put us back. And I was kind of looking to just find some way to make a big play to get us back on schedule. And, you know, I regret that one. And I don't know if he's maybe taking some heat off of Bond, who didn't run the play properly by saying we didn't practice it enough. But uh, you don't want to hear your your coach say that, that they ran a play they didn't practice enough. But I don't know, Jason, you've been on both sides of, of that from the player and the coach. What do you think of, of those comments? That That's, that's what happens, you know, uh, as far as Bond being a young guy, getting into the game. And they might have practiced that a lot, and it might have been with other guys that might have got it in practice. Maybe Bond didn't get it as much in practice as he would have liked. But um, what happens is they speed things up, and they they they, they go fast. They don't understand. I got to sell this thing, selling a screen for that back. They got to sell it. Step up like you're in protection or whatnot. And like you said, leak out late. Let the lineman get out in front of you. That's an experience play. Now, what will happen is Bond is going to grow from that yeah. because he saw what happens when he leaves early. Uh, that backer comes and, and, and sticks to him. So that's a growth play right there for Bond. He will grow from that uh, as he continues to develop. Well, let's let's run it again, Donnie. Don't 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 just go away from it because it didn't work that time <laughs> i want to see some running back screens in this offense uh shirley let's make somebody a winner here on this flu game monday what are we uh what are we going to give away today give it away give it away give it away now well i gotta let this play out give it away give it away give it away now wild power radio gonna be awesome uh, how about a uh, gift card to A.J. McMurphy's? All right. We'll be there on Wednesday night with sports trivia. We'll have a lot of fun this Wednesday because we'll have college football on. We'll have Hurricanes hockey on and uh, some MLB playoffs. So a lot of good stuff going on this Wednesday night sports trivia. What caller are you looking for? I'm going to go with caller six. Caller six, 317-1250. We're back with more Jason Nichols here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 36 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all of the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TVs so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And don't forget the weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. And congratulations to Justin Hammond of Greenville picked up a gift card courtesy of A.J. McMurphy's. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. 
on a Monday. Saw uh, two young quarterbacks grow up on Sunday. C.J. Stroud in a losing effort, but did have a late drive hitting Dalton Schultz for a touchdown to give his Texans the lead over Atlanta. But then Desmond Ritter came back, hit... uh, Drake London, I think three times, two or three times there. That last drive of the game drove them down the field. And uh, Jason's Falcons pick up a last-second field goal victory to get to 3-2 and two on the year. Life in the NFL. <laughs> Winning on the last drive. I do have bad news for you, though, Jason. Uh-oh. Washington has lost three in a row. Everybody's ready to fire Ron Rivera. Uh-huh. These are the games he wins. Falcons and Commanders on Sunday. Yeah. This is a Commanders win. I've seen these before. Is that up in Washington? It's in Atlanta, it's in, uh, where the Falcons are perfect. Yeah, we got we got you. Okay, now, I'm just telling you. These are the ones that Rivera likes to win out of nowhere, coming off a beat down against the Bears, embarrassingly. <laughs> um, but no, the Falcons are 3-0 at home, 3-2 and overall. Shirley's Dolphins continue to look good. My Commanders and Chandler's Panthers continuing to look bad. Chandler's now got his team as no... No contest, no argument, the worst team in the league. <laughs> Fair to say? And here's where power rankings don't mean anything because they still have the Giants at 32. And the Panthers are 31. So <laughs> They still have, they have the Giants Last, at 1 and 4? Uh, yes, they have, a, they have a win. We're the only team in the league that has, is winless right now. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, who the Panthers got next, Chandler? think the Dolphins. Oh, yeah. At Miami. I can't wait till we play Guess the Lines. Don't look at that until oh. uh, Wednesday when we play. Can't wait to see what that line is uh, for Sunday. Did you see, Jason, the Miami Hurricanes uh, Georgia Tech game the other night? I saw the highlights. I, I mean, highlights. how? I, uh, I have no clue, especially when you've been through it before. He's done that before. Right. I read that. Um, that That is not the first time Mario Cristobal kind of messed up a late game clock situation, right? Yeah, yeah, man, I, and it's the thing about it, too, is like if they would have kept winning, they had a chance to yeah. maybe get into the, to the playoff picture. But uh, losing to Georgia Tech, who had just lost to Bowling Green, <laughs> I thought for sure Miami was going to run them out the stadium. But that's football so they would have been top 15 in a game against north carolina 730 on abc uh and north carolina's ranked 12th right now like with a chance to like you said be up there uh just outside the top 10 potentially have a, a talk in the playoff let me see their schedule who do they they do have florida state later i'm assuming yeah yeah they'll play at florida state later on and louisville uh who had a nice win against notre dame um louisville on that schedule as well but yeah just uh they blew it we also talked last week about the two two games coming up miami north carolina and usc notre dame and mac mccarthy and i both said well somebody's gonna lose this weekend to take the attraction off those games (laughs) it was miami on one side and it was notre dame on the other unfortunately and usc just about lost how about that against arizona overtime right took them to multiple overtimes overtimes so i still question usc their defense is not going to be good enough to get them into the playoffs i just don't see it and man we got a showdown coming up saturday 3 30 oregon and washington 3 30 on abc this shootout huge game there uh in the pac-12 winner you know, we'll, we'll be looking pretty good as far as the playoff goes, but neither one of them is going to be out of the woods because I'm just looking at Oregon's schedule. They still have 
let's see washington state at utah usc versus oregon state i mean that the pac-12 is a beast this year so uh but you want to win everyone you can but it doesn't doesn't automatically put you anywhere if you do win it no they're gonna start picking each other off right now it appears to to be that way uh let's see other big games coming up saturday ucla oregon state also in the pac-12 duke uh was you in here earlier riley leonard is uh what doubtful i believe yeah Yeah. had that injury at the very end of the notre dame game unfortunate duke playing under the lights uh this saturday against nc state so yeah, I, I still, you know, I don't know what their backup situation is, but the way Duke's been playing out the gate, man, wow. Now, that kid seemed to have a lot to do with that. Right. Uh, he, he's he's pretty good. Uh, let's see, any other ranked matchups coming up this Saturday? Texas A&M at Tennessee. Oh, I love Kansas. I was on Kansas uh, against UCF the other day. They put the beat down on them. Kansas 5-1. and one at oklahoma state and uh auburn will be at lsu lsu's tough to figure out man <laughs> i saw somebody say i think it was brandon walker his college football guy he said no matter how bad you are at coaching or recruiting or whatever lsu should never have a defense this bad and i started to think about it they have been really good defensively my entire life just about they've been almost the dbu yeah you know university so uh, they are playing bad, and it seems to you know. God, I hate to say it because I know I know Kerry who who coaches the DBs over there, but ah, that that defense is not playing very well. They did get a win, uh, forty nine to thirty nine against Mizzou, and now they've got Auburn. And again, they have that one conference loss. Could still kind of find their way into an SEC championship, but they got to sure up a lot of things on that defensive side. Uh, let's take our final break. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap things up here on a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 197 points and finished at 33,604. The NASDAQ was up 52 at 13,484. And uh, the S&P was up 27 at 4,335. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. All right. I was looking at some birthdays in sports and uh, not necessarily an an Atlanta guy, uh, Jason, but... Bobby Crimmins used to like to bring in some New York point guards. Yes. Uh, Kenny Anderson's Kenny birthday. Kenny Anderson. Yeah. The lefty. He could do it. Yes, sir. Um, couple of Terps. Keith Booth and Juan Dixon celebrating birthdays today. Hmm. Let's see. Darius Miles. Coppin State head coach, Juan Dixon. That's right. That's right. Brian Roberts, who I believe was a Tar Heel before being a second baseman with the uh the orioles if i'm not mistaken hmm. all right we're gonna let you go jason so you can go uh hopefully watch these braves oh yeah win a game oh yeah must win time yeah max freed on the bump against zach wheeler 
and uh jason we will reconvene coming up on thursday so they'll play i guess uh we'll probably have a game to watch on thursday hopefully hopefully <laughs> hopefully uh while we get you ready for ecu and smu thanks for hanging out today jay nick appreciate it man no problem shirley chandler thank y'all for helping me through this flu game yeah i i really do want to recreate that picture of michael jordan being helped <laughs> off the court but i also don't want to be touched by you uh yeah no, let's let's not do any touching um and thank you to the chat gang for helping us through this uh flu game as well hopefully i'll be better and uh, ready to go on tuesday for the crew here i am clip rock we'll talk to you tuesday at three on pirate radio live jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation